Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. Suck it up, Buttercup. Mia O'Brien. My nose just decided to start bleeding. And Leon Searcy. Now you're just talking Tom Foolery. Yeah. Okay, it's here, Wednesday. It's, it's, it's a short week because the Jaguars play on Saturday. Not a short work week, but a short week. The Jaguars back-to-back Saturday nights under the lights and uh, the fans still feeling it throughout the city of Jacksonville. That's right, all of Duval pretty fired up. Now, we've got wild-card matchups that we will look at today. What's the best game that's out there? And this potentially could be one of the best games. And is there an upset that you can see from the other ones? We're going to dig into that today, tomorrow and Friday. Of course, you got the big pep rally coming up Friday with the Frangie Show at Dick's Wings. We'll tell you all about that, how cool it will be. We'll say thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton right now as they bring you Wednesday's show and they just bring you a great track, 18 holes of golf, great food. You can set up a tournament there you got your friday nights on the patio all sorts of things at the golf club of southampton called 287 play and my man derek DeStefano, uh he runs the place you know it's all the vowels except you uh he was in the stands saturday night and he made his wife uh his beautiful wife audra move because uh he was superstitious and she was it's in the no wrong seat <laughs> she, no she was in the wrong seat and everything changed i'm pretty sure that was right the before war the on safe continues yep i believe it was right before the scoop and score i i think that's when that went down so you guys and your weird ticks with this it's, yeah it's oh, just about a, being the better guy in the field man yeah but there's there's so in the game we asked people the other day and we'll probably ask them again you know what are you going to carry into this week superstition wise and it's just kind of like getting paul of duval back to play the anthem you know whatever works no, i'd be all right with that yeah whatever works saturday night you got to do it again this saturday night uh but you get closer and closer and closer uh you know leon very general thought but you know what changes in a player's mind you know when you go from and, and Trevor will play one of his comments uh, from yesterday, but he basically said last week was a playoff game. I think we all would agree with that. You had to win that to win the South to, to make sure you had your playoff spot. What changes, though, this week? Well, I mean, listen, now you're in the playoffs now. The level of intensity r- ramps up, all right? You, you, you're not going to really realize – you're not going to recognize it until you're actually in the game. And, and people say, well, why, how is it any different from you know, the regular season game? I can't explain it. I, I just know that the guy across from me is actually running faster. And the blitz are coming stronger, and and you've got to, you've got to elevate your game to the intensity of the game because this is this is all this is all for the marbles. It's when I go home, and the Jaguars. I mean, but here's the thing: don't change what you've been doing. You've had success against this team. All right, you went out there on the road. You you were hexed in, in the West Coast. You went out there and you exercised your demons. Trevor had an outstanding game, had three touchdowns. We ran the ball effectively. We, we got after him, and everybody was like, well, they were banged up hurt. That's not our fault. That's not our fault. We took advantage of the opportunity. We scored a whole bunch of points on the road with the crowd noise and everything. So now you're at home. Don't feel at ease because you're at home. The same level of intensity that you ramped up to play against the Chargers about, what, week three, 
in the season. Mm-hmm. You use that same. You say use that same energy. Come this Saturday, just use that same energy. And I, I'm sure Doug is going to reference that to them. You know that you've had success with this team. Don't be overconfident, but go out there with confidence that you know you can go toe to toe with this team. It's outrageous to me that the Chargers are, are favored by one, and we we lay we, we lay the wood on them mm-hmm. in week in what week four. It's out. It's crazy to me. But you know also what? Also, because it, this is a different team too. Absolutely. And if you want to play the underdog road in the playoffs, play it. Yeah. Play it. They say, hey, listen, they still don't believe. We we came from three or seven. We won the division. They still don't believe. Whatever you can use as a foothold to give you, inspire you come Saturday to get after it, use it. And the so, line has actually moved to two, Leon, mm-hmm. according to the good folks at my bookie, in favor of the Los Angeles Chargers. How? So I want I want to ask you something, okay? So. In the NFL, you always talk about every possession counts. Mm-hmm. And, and tell me if I'm right here. In the playoffs, it's like every play counts. It does. Like if you miss, if you miss a block, or you miss a protection, yeah. on one play, it can affect the absolutely. Entire game. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you, your man doesn't make the play, we win, and that's 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 through the long haul of the whole game. That's how you. It's 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 it's, it's a one on one matchup. It, you against me. Eleven guys. Eleven guys. Right. You got to win. You got to win. Each play, each play is 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 that important. It's no, we're gonna rectify in the second half, or with no, you got to start fast. You got to start fast in the playoffs. It's not too many times you can come back and win in the playoffs, especially if we get down early by a lot of points. You got to run the ball. That's the little thing. That's one of the things that is worrying me about this team a little bit. Is over the last couple of weeks, our inability to run the ball in between the tackles. Mm-hmm. Now we played against a Charger team that was like pretty much. Almost worse in the NFL. No, they are worse in the NFL. They're worse in yeah. okay. They're worse in the NFL. You got to utilize ATN. He's got to run the ball, and I'm sure Doug has watched the film and all that kind of stuff. You got your, your our matchup against their de- defensive lineman is a win for us because we've already proved it. You know about ten. Plus, 12 the O line's got to take that on themselves, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, now, injury report. This yes. is a big deal right now. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's, let's just... do that. What we're going to do with that for the injury report, yeah. and then I also want to. Hit us up with some of the game day festivities that were just amount- announced about 10 minutes ago. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So first things first, when the injury report came out late last night, obviously some concerns for Jaguar fans, but the fact that kicker Riley Patterson had popped up with a right knee injury. Special teams coordinator Heath Farwell did meet with the media around 11 a.m. this morning. He said that Riley was simply sore. He is expected to be a full go today. It, quote, is not a concern at all. So dodge the bullet there, everybody. It's going to be okay. Is this a is it his kick or plant knee? Which uh, one kicking is? knee. Kicking knee. Wow. Yeah, he's a righty. Yeah, I, I, I'm worried about I did. I, I will say this. Like, watching the sounds of the game last night, it was funny. Uh, with shout-out to the Trent and the crew at Jaguars.com who do a fantastic job mm-hmm. with that each week. Um, it was funny as they, they showed his different kickoffs and kick attempts, Leon. Mm-hmm. I was looking at that right knee. I, I was, like, looking to see if he, like, tweaked it funny or anything. And I think he's got a weird motion-ish a little bit on kickoffs at the very least, but I, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. He didn't slip or anything. But Is, is there any follow-through when you play golf? Did you write me? Uh, I hit bit. it so long. Oh, okay. uh, it's a, your it's left, an excellent well, point. Well, it depends with your yeah. I mean, your left knee is your plant knee, and yeah. then your, right. twor- your twerk knee yeah. is you know your – You know that whirly bird they talked about in blocking? That's my uh, golf swing yeah. finish. That's the whirly bird is what I, I, I I'm, I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping that, that's not yeah. the case. There it is. <laughs> that's okay. not the case. That Some other notes golf. that we want to pass along, because as much as, yes, we're all frustrated by the fact that, as Leon alluded to, the Jaguars are one of two home teams that are underdogs in the first round of the playoffs – 
We got some positive vibes flowing through the bank on Saturday. It has been announced that the team will wear teal tops, white pants, white socks. Mm -hmm. No official word yet on what they would like fans to wear, if anything. So we'll be on the lookout for that. And I want to give a shout-out to our boy, Bold City Cap, breaking some news of his own. Uh I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter yesterday, a lot of folks, and even the day before, a lot of folks have been calling for one Blake Bortles to deliver the first Duval mm-hmm. of the game before the game kicks off. Um, from what Cap has said, so so <laughs> Cap, Cap tweets. He won the last playoff game here. Oh, no. Cap is obviously plugged in with a lot of folks down at the bank, and, yeah. uh, and he says that from what he heard, the person delivering the first Duval is going to get people even more hyped than the boat would. Than the boat? And then the okay, okay, all right. That maybe it's the Hall of Famer. Uh, it could be something like that. That would make so sense. A good player. Yeah, you know, I used to. But play listen, here. the boat winning that playoff game, the last playoff game that was here, he had right at a, a C note worth of rushing yards, and he made plays when necessary. There was only one touchdown thrown in that game. Ben Koyak. Yeah, and, and I don't think I think that was the only touchdown in that game. Yeah, only touchdown in that game. Uh, and that was against the uh, the Tyrod Taylor led Buffalo Bills. Let me give you a final stat line. Yeah, twenty or twelve of twenty three, eighty seven yards. It's Touchdown, just, no picks. And then eighty eight yards, eighty-eight yards on the ground. Yeah, eighty-eight yards. So he had more running. He ran more than he threw. Uh, yes, he did. But but how about this? Hey, all, you, all you got to do, hey man, all you got to do games. is look at the next two stat lines, JJ. After that. And look at those two stat lines uh, up in the Berg and, and, and over in the borough. Okay, he was the oh, boat. Oh, yeah. I, I'll give him credit for that yeah. game. He yeah. was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. But had... then they didn't trust him in the fourth no, quarter. No, they did not. No, they did in not. In New England. No, well, not. I mean, there's a reason <laughs> so, they didn't trust I him. Know. Okay, Leon, I'm looking at I mean, everybody you. always says that. There's a reason they didn't trust him. Yeah. Well, mm. well, yeah, but it was it was Marone going conservative. And let's just remember who was calling the plays. The guy who got canned earlier this year. Hackett. Okay, Nate Hackett, all right? And so they would run, run, and then heave a you know a thirty yard throw, low percentage uh, down the field. Uh, but all right, I'm looking. Well, at- no, I mean, listen, I love, I know people out there love the boat, but we don't need any of that that chi rubbed up on Trevor. All right, <laughs> that bad juju. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Are you going to do two balls? I'm just saying. Are you going to do the two No, 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 no. Because no. you did a pretty good one. Uh, yeah, uh, from the lazy yeah, boy. Yeah, I love the boat, but not to, not on set. Not yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, Bolt City Cap, at least trying to get it out there is yeah. a possibility, which is good uh, as far as, you know, what could happen. But l- the, the energy, that's what we're all looking for yeah. yes. uh, as far as what Saturday night will be like. And uh, it definitely should be pretty good. Let's uh, also hit a that for one of the other games that's going on in the NFL wildcard weekend. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Apparently, Tua Tagovailoa already ruled out for the Bills wild card game this weekend, and it does look like seventh round rookie Skylar Thompson will make his second career start. Yeah. Is there a Miami. world in the NFL wild card playoff weekends where you can imagine Skylar Thompson uh, stepping up and rising up, but he will be their starter in Teddy Bridgewater, number two Last week, and basically when Thompson had to go into the tent, uh, he has a dislocated right pinky from week 17, uh, was right there on the ready. And so we'll find out. But that's what Mike McDaniel is going to be tasked with uh, as they roll up to Buffalo. How do you think that's going to go, people? Uh, I would look at that line. By the way, Buffalo did not make it easy for themselves the other day. And Josh Allen had another mistake in the red zone, which it was just head-scratching some of the stuff that he was doing. But they still ended up making enough big plays. Uh, and 
as the football gods had it, uh, they were you know hanging out for Demar and making sure special things went down because they had the AFC Special Teams Player of the Week because he took he had two house calls taking it taking it uh, to the end zone. Which speaking of Demar, he actually was just just discharged from a Buffalo hospital about an hour ago. He passed all the requisite tests after yeah, being transported just... from Cincinnati to there, and so he is on his way home and he will begin his rehab at the Orchard Park facility of the Buffalo Bills. It, it just is so cool. So speaking of them playing for DeMar, that almost that moved Josh Allen, the quarterback, a little bit when that first play, the kickoff, and they, and they took it to the house, and then they did it again a little bit later on. But that guy up there, Hines, was named Special Teams Player of the Week. How about a round of applause for Josh Allen for the defensive AFC player? of the week he couldn't be player of the month he's yeah. really played well in the last he's month. come on he's come on when uh, we we have all talked about it it is an opportunity for him to solidify his spot <clears throat> he knows he's got the fifth year option picked up but he wants big he wants that big contract yeah. well yeah up. i was going to I, what, what's been his inspiration because at one particular point it was like he went seven weeks he hadn't had a sack yeah. or something playoffs like that. bro that's his inspiration uh, well, well, I mean, well listen he i mean the whole month of december he couldn't have known that we were going to the play. I'm just saying that maybe the run inspired him. Something had to inspire this man no, because we, we were – Listen, we, are, we had already labeled him a lame duck. Yeah. All right? We had said that, you know, they should move on from him. Don't give him no extension. All that. Now, over the last month, I mean, this, this cat has been getting after it. And I do think – And listen, that, I've seen him at, at one of the spots where I won't mention. He's right. a likable guy. And, yeah. I, and I've said some things about him, but – he is a real likable guy. I'm, I'm glad he's kind of playing to his potential. I, I give him credit, and I do know that that contract has to be obviously kind of you know in his mind. Why yeah. wouldn't it be? Because he stands to make a lot in this offseason if they give him an extension or they sign him to a new deal. But <clears throat> I give him credit, and Coach Campo and I were talking about this on, on the podcast. Campo and Joe, you can go look for it at 1010XL.com or wherever you find your podcast on our social channels. But the simplification – of that defense, give Mike Caldwell credit, and it's freeing guys up. And and so Josh Allen at least well, has a clearer picture. Yeah, I mean another thing that I like that Caldwell is doing, he's mixing and matching with the guy, you know, with, with guys mm -hmm. interiorly along outside the seven, along yeah, the yeah. front seven, yeah. which we didn't see early on in the season. He had mm -hmm. guys stuck at position. I was like, why don't he mix and match? Why don't he put you know two good guys on one side and run a little twist game and all that other kind of stuff? You're still you're seeing a lot more of that stuff now. Yeah. That we're making this that we're making this run that we saw early if, on. If in you the look at Josh Allen just physically, his size, his length, the way he runs, he might be the perfect outside edge guy, you know. And it's just a matter of how do you get that out of him. And yeah. I think whatever happened in the last month, be it the playoff run, be it the simplification of the defense, be it someone motivating him, he's now a guy mm -hmm. who is a, a he. In the last month, he's played like an elite edge rusher in the NFL. And, and, and I, I'm I'm. Not completely sure it's just one individual, but it's guys in the interior part doing some work too. Because, yeah, of course. Because oh, they're, yeah. they're making things happen to free up those guys on the edge to, to go. Now, now remember now, for a lot of that game the other night, they didn't get to Josh Dobbs, but they finally did. But he's yeah. also, if you remember, this much of this season, he was one step away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One swipe oh, yeah. away. Yeah. And now he's there. Now mm -hmm. he's getting there. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's also part of, that's also, it's the old word that Leon, you know, I always tell you about, and you agree every time. It's one. It's you got to want, man, and it looks like he wants now. So if we're thinking about the actual games, and this is, this is uh, I think, a nice little nod to the Jaguars. 
And and let's make this the ten ten take, uh, JJ, because when you start thinking about it, we'll probably you know ask fans maybe tomorrow what they think where you know where this team should rank. If you're ranking fourteen playoff teams, where do the Jacksonville Jaguars lie? Now, Joe C's ten ten take, slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pitmasters since '68. They know that you're on a roll, just like the Jaguars are when it comes to your workday. You got to get the job done. But you also want to make sure you get fed right. So head on into any one of your area sunnies. They are making sure that they smoke it slow and they serve it to you fast. And you can definitely count on it. That's for sure. Sunnies all over the first coast, especially if you're playing that tailgate, that Super Bowl party, whatever it might be. So the headline reads, every NFL playoff team ranked by their Super Bowl chances. All right. And so you're starting to think, who are the obvious ones? Well, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the favorite. You're going to look at a couple of other ones. You're going to put the Bills up there. You're going to put maybe the Bengals or the Eagles next in line, right? But those are probably going to be your first four. Well, then after that, I'm looking at one ranking. It's got the 49ers up there, and then it's got the Cowboys. And then I say, stop. Are you kidding me? You're going to put the Dallas Cowboys with that product that you saw this past Sunday? Yeah, they're going to play Tom Brady, an old Tom Brady. They might win that one, but are you kidding me? If you're going to put the Dallas Cowboys ahead of this team and say they have a better chance, and then the next one is the Minnesota Vikings. The flipping Vikings are ahead of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that I say, hell no. Hell no. This Jacksonville Jaguar team is ranked eight. Okay, so that's past that Mendoza line of all the teams in the playoffs. They need to be a little bit higher. They can send a major message if they pick off the Chargers as a home dog because if I'm looking at this product that we've seen here of late, I do not look and see the Minnesota Vikings or the Dallas Cowboys ahead of them as far as their playoff chances to make it to the Super Bowl. Are you looking at betting odds? Yeah. No, no. This is just you know the opinion piece. That is the 10-10 take. What do you guys think? Minnesota and Dallas? Well, the NFC is probably the – what is it? Least a lot easier to get through. True. Exactly. Exactly. Because if you look at – if you look at the guys that are at the top, you're talking about Brock Purdy, and you're talking about Jalen, Jalen Hurts, who's hurt, who's, who's hurt. <laughs> so, so I mean, so as far as the Minnesota Vikings, they, they may have an easier path, or the Dallas Cowboys easier path, depending on how those guys are playing. But you come in, you come in the AFC, bro. It's it ain't I mean, easy. It's like battleship up in here, bro. You you got you got you got Joe Burrow. You got you got uh, Trevor. You got Josh Allen and you got Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean. Skylar Thompson. Oh, and Skylar. Don't yeah, yeah, don't forget about Skylar. Yeah, I just want to know right. how the Cowboys are ranked ahead in the head-to-head. Right. Yeah. Like, that, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, as, as your resident AP Top 25 voter, I can tell you that, you know, you have to make sure that if someone has the head-to-head advantage, otherwise the fans are going to get attention. outraged with you. Yeah. They need to be ahead. Yeah. Well, I just look at him like, okay, two things. Jacksonville came up, came back and beat them, and there's nothing wrong with the AFC argument because that is a good point. It's a tougher path to go through for sure. But if I look at the product that the, the Dallas Cowboys are, are, are kicking out there, it's not very good. Now, some may say, hey, Jacksonville struggled to, to get in the end zone the other night. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that uh, analysis or opinion. But I'm just looking at two things. The Minnesota Vikings have gotten in their own way over and over and over, got their butts beat uh, at least two of the last three weeks before the season was over. They got to beat up on Chicago this last week. But I'm looking at a hotter team in Jacksonville than I am in Dallas and Minnesota. That's that's for sure. Which at the end of the day is all that matters. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's fun to look at these power poles and it's fun to see, you know, where your team is. But at the end of the day, it's what team is playing well right now? Mm-hmm. What team is confident right, to, right now? What team has a hot quarterback right now? Those are three critical things going in the playoffs. And yeah. this team 
nails every one of them. Every one of them. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like I was saying yesterday, that's why, I mean, this team's playing. I'm thinking they're, they're all right. They're good. It, I, I, it's a weird sense right now with this team. Like, like where they are, how they're playing, and if the game's in the fourth quarter, they got as much a chance as anyone. And I don't care who's on. I don't care who it is on the other side of the field. Mm-hmm. Can I read a saucy nug for you guys? Are you mm-hmm. ready for this one? Uh, this is courtesy of Jeff Kerr of CBS. The largest passer rating increase by a number one overall pick from year one to year two. At number one, Terry Bradshaw, <laughs> whose overall passer rating went up 29.3 points back in 1971. At number two, Trevor Lawrence, 23.3 point increase from year one to year two. At number three, John Elway. At number four, Peyton Manning. And at number five, Joe Burrow. That's pretty good. That's rare air. We always try and refer to that. That's a saucy nug, isn't it, JJ? Saucy nugs. That does qualify, and that's in a a, a camp of pretty good players. And pretty good sure. players that delivered when the postseason arrived. Yeah. I mean, I know obviously it took a couple of years for Peyton and the Colts to get up off the mat. Joe Burrow, as we know, took the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl in year two. Terry Bradshaw and John Elway, similar success, pretty much two years two and year three. And as Coach Campo says all the time, and I know his name isn't listed here, but Troy Aikman, the jump that he made in year two and year three, and what he could have done in year two if he didn't get injured with three games to play. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let yeah. me just say this. Terry Bradshaw may have been the worst quarterback. Like in the, He was definitely the worst quarterback that year. May have been like the worst fir- first-time starting quarterback. In the beginning. Ever. Yeah, in the beginning. Ever. Like I, he, he, had, well, he I, completed I, uh, in that season, okay? Yeah, but qualify that because when you say ever, because he actually turned into something good. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there were yeah, a lot yeah, of, of other ever's that of were just sent, you know, sent packing. He, he played 13 games. He completed 38% of his passes. He threw for 1,400 yards. And look, they don't throw the ball that much back then, okay? So you got to remember that. Yeah. Six touchdowns, 24 interceptions. He was an interception machine. 24 interceptions. Yeah. Well, in, a, in an era where they probably threw the ball 20 times, 21, 22 times. He and, he and Brett Favre are right there as far as the number of touchdowns thrown and picks. They're like fifth, one for one, basically. You like to have a two to one, three to one ratio. They were one for one. By the way, his next year when he got the biggest jump, thirteen touchdowns, twenty two interceptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, something like. So he's starting from way down. Yeah, I mean, way, 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 way down. Yeah, he did. All right, now we got all sorts of things Jaguar related. We'd love for you to jump in. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, 641-1010. Let us know what you're thinking. You know, it's a Wednesday, so we say Wednesday worry. What are you worried about going into this game? And what are you still stoked about going into this game against the Chargers? You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. We need to set up a Doug Peterson conversation coming up next because Tony Dungy is stumping for him for coach of the year. You know how we feel about it. I've said, are you kidding me? Brian Dable over Doug Peterson? Uh-uh. So we'll set up a, a little poll question for you all coming up on that uh, subject. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. XL Primetime rolling on on a Wednesday. First hour of three. Continuing. Here on the Superstation, 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Some housekeeping before we say hello to CBS Sports is Dennis Dodd coming up at 1240 to put a bow on the national championship and where Georgia will rank in the lineage of college football when all is said and done in this Kirby Smart era that remains 
ongoing. Do want to take care of some housekeeping. First and foremost, uh, want to be sure that we let you guys know, since I know we do have some New York area natives among our Nooners. Are there New Yorkers that moved down here? Yeah, there's a quite, I did a, not know that. quite a few of them. Just to get on your radar, folks, Aaron Wilson of the Pro Football Network reported that the Jets had parted ways with offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur, the younger brother of Matt LaFleur. That is now being disputed by several members of the Jets' beat, uh, ranging from Zach Rosenblatt of The Athletic to Connor Hughes of SMY-TV, Josina Anderson of CBS Sports. So that's one that we will monitor. But thankfully, in Jacksonville, we don't have to worry about any of that Black Monday firing, coaching shuffle. We don't have to worry about any of that, We want Doug to stick around uh, as long as you possibly can and uh, and keep winning. So it's why I nominated him earlier in the week for Coach of the Year and and this nonsense that Dable's a shoe-in. I don't get it. Uh, And so I think we all agree, Coach of the Year. Uh, But we need to play the soundbite from Tony Dungy, and then, J.J., you can set up our our Twitter poll question. I have to tell you, I have a vote on the AP uh, awards, and I voted for Doug for Coach of the Year because I I think what he has done, I knew he would do well, and I knew he'd transfuse energy into this franchise and get them going, but I thought it would be a, a couple of years to really get it, and it clicked in after about eight weeks. Uh, it's amazing. We had the uh, Hall of Fame game uh, for uh, NBC. We were broadcasting, and I was down on the field before the game, just kind of watching, taking notes. And Josh Allen came up to me, and he said, we are going to be on your show. We're going to be on Sunday Night Football by the end of the year. We're a good team. People don't know it, but I promise you we're going to be there. And we talked about that, and he was right. Uh, he said he could feel the energy. He thought Coach Peterson was the right person for them. Uh, he just, and I felt that from everybody there. Guys were so excited that it was genuine, and um, they've done it. I mean, listen, the, the key to all of this, and Doug Peterson should be coaching in my opinion, the key to all of this is that uh, this this whole team and this whole franchise is going through a metamorphosis, mm-hmm. all right? This team was the ugly caterpillar <laughs> for a very, very, very long time, all right, especially the last couple of years. Back-to-back number one picks. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. That's bad on bad. And Doug Peterson comes in. He he, he just has. It's. I know what people think about football players. They think about football players being tough and rough and physical and all that. The first thing that you got to uh, attach to any football player is his mindset, his belief. Mm-hmm. Whatever the stank stunk that was that was, was, it no longer exists here. So he had to come here first to get these players to buy in that you're not bad. You're a good team. But you got to put in the work. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to. I'm not going to ride the wave up and down. We win and lose. I'm going to stay the same. And I want you to be that same way because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, we're going to be a good football team and we're going to show the world that we are. That, that's what it's really all about. We all, man, always talk about talked about it. Just that's just normal. A lot. That's just normal mm-hmm. football. Right. When you come into when you come in, when I come into the office. I knew, I knew who Tom was. Right. Well, he wasn't going to change. All right? I knew who my offensive line coach was. I knew who the guys, they didn't change. It was normal. Yeah, you had a routine. You had a you routine. Had a you had a routine. You had a routine. Exactly. In the you had a routine oh, set in place for you to win ball games. And that's what Doug has. He has a routine set in place. These guys come in every day. They execute. And it, and it amounts to the winning ball. And it, it, it's funny to what Matt's saying. I don't think it should be a one year when you talk about you know the you know what went wrong last year. That this is the most professional setting this team has had 
uh, since TC. And, and even, you know, JDR was a good coach upon looking back, but don't forget all the scar tissue that was left by Gus Bradley's winning percentage. Right, right but it's uh, nothing like what was left last year. No, no, year. I, I, I'm, I'm not even disputing I'm just saying this has been a franchise problem. Yeah, no, I, I agree. My and, whole and thing so, was the, so last, it's from, the last two years. Yeah. But on top of the last two years is is you've got the entire coaching yeah. staff, and I was talking to a former coach in this staff mm-hmm. a few months ago. Mm-hmm. None of them talked to each other, the coaches. Yeah, it's crazy. They yeah. didn't talk. But now from the top they, down. Like they, so if they're not talking, you've got what's going on with development of the players? True, true. Now you've got organization, organizational uh, structure from the top down, and I think Shad also finally is feeling some of that. We're going to say hello to Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports here in just about 10 seconds, but I do want to stick a pin in this conversation mm-hmm. because I see the text line lighting up, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, of course, um, with regards to DeAndre Hopkins listing the Jaguars at the top of his wish list as a potential trade partner with the Arizona Cardinals. The reason I bring it up now is because, related to this conversation, when have we ever seen a Jacksonville Jaguars team be the destination? Players wanting to play with that head coach and that quarterback. Um, We're going to stick a pin in that, though. We'll circle back to that because let's head on over to say hello to Dennis Dodd. Now, another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line, brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. All right, here's Dennis Dodd. Senior National College Football Writer at CBS Sports. Dennis, the season is over, and I have one big question for you. How does anybody <laughs> stop Georgia? Uh, they don't. Well, not especially, but just look at that schedule for next year. Oklahoma rotated off because the, you know they're coming into the SEC. So you've got, let's see, Ball State, Tennessee Martin, and UAB uh, in the non-conference. And, and Georgia Tech at the end of the season. No Alabama. I don't think any LSU. No, no LSU. So, you know, Ole Miss at in, home. Pencil them in for 12-0 and 0 going into the uh, SEC championship game. So, yeah. Although uh, Leon did say yesterday, Dennis, don't discount uh, Tennessee Martin, okay? They're, they're, they're <laughs> a force. Middle Tennessee Middle Tennessee. Yeah, Middle Tennessee. They're a force. All right, now. Uh, you, you, you're at the game, you come out of this, and you take a look at the quality that Kirby has put together, and it's undeniable. And so the obvious discussion is, is has he overtaken college football to a point where Nick can't come back? Where do you come in on that conversation? Oh, I look, I, I wrote that Monday night that George is the standard, and there's no question. You know, they, they've got the, the sport, you know, roped and uh, packed up, and it's theirs. But would any of us be surprised if if Alabama got right back to the playoffs or even won the SEC? I mean, there's a lot of guys on that team. We don't know their names. They've got to replace quarterback Will Anderson. But it's happened before. And Nick's still energized. He, he's 71. He had the nation's top recruiting class. So, I, you know, I, I would pencil you – know, as much as I'm penciling in Georgia, I would pencil in Alabama for the playoff. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Speaking with CBS Sports senior writer Dennis Dodd, who was out in Los Angeles for the national championship. Correct me if I am wrong, sir. So let's talk a little bit about yep. the, the scene out there at SoFi Stadium. Not about the folks necessarily slipping on the uh, concourses, although we would love some insight in terms of the actual uh, structure of SoFi Stadium. But let's talk a little bit about Georgia, the vibe we got. Everyone has now heard, we played it on our show, the crazy Kirby Smart pregame where he's cussing left and right and he's getting those guys fired up. 
What was the vibe from these Georgia players following the victory on Monday, Dennis? Was it relief? Was it this was what was expected of them? What sort of vibe did you get from Stetson and the boys? It was really subdued because um, I got into the lot. I made sure I got into the locker room. And, you know, the cigars were there. I wanted to know if that was planned, if it was a surprise. You know, it wasn't Tennessee, Alabama. It was, it was like a throwback to Joe Burrow and the boys in 19. And if you think about it, that's the first time we were allowed to interview players after a national championship or playoff game since 19. Everything else has been on Zoom. So, um, no, kind of subdued. Uh, Kenny McIntosh was really good. He goes, you know, what are you going to do after that? I'm lit. I'm lit. I'm going to be lit. Uh, you had you had Kirby talking talking about keeping Stetson away from the pappy, um, where it's a veteran, uh, quote unquote, sports writer. I had to be informed what pappy is, so I'm not going to be an expert. But yeah, you had uh, the NFL players in there, Nicobe Dean and some others. So it wasn't like they were jumping around, but it was to the point that this isn't going to stop anytime soon, which is what we're talking about. Um, you know. I had to talk to you about the schedule. You know, they, they're they going to plug and play. Eh, maybe not, but, you know, certainly Carson Beck is higher rated than Stetson Bennett. Um, they're going to be okay at running back. And I, this is no surprise. The, the lines are going to be great, the defensive lines and the offensive lines. I think the offensive line, I thought I read, where it returns pretty much intact. Um, and I counted – 15 returning starters, give or take, on, on early NFL entries. So that's a pretty good place to start. But this thing is only getting started. And if you have any doubts, it absolutely is a dynasty. Yeah, Dennis, to piggyback off of that, where, where would you rank this Georgia dynasty? Well, Alabama, you know, Alabama still is going on. Uh, so you have two pre-existing in the same conference. Uh, and I would submit that Alabama continues to be the best of all time, you know, better than Oklahoma in the 50s when they won 47 in a row just because, you know, modern circumstances doing what Nick has done. But it it is. I mean, think about 2017, Kirby is 73-10, and 10, uh, two SEC titles, two national championships, three CFP appearances, the 29 victories in two last two seasons. Uh, set an SEC record and tied the major college record. So by any standard, I, I think it's it's a dynasty. I mean, there have only been a handful of these back-to-back championships in the season. Stetson Bennett was born the year uh, Nebraska had its, uh, ended its run of three and four years, um, as well as Lamar Jackson. I, I had in the story. Lamar Jackson is, a, is in his fifth year in the NFL. Stetson Bennett just won his second national championship. Josh Rosen, uh, Matt, our friend from UCLA, right. is, is, is on his seventh NFL team. Um, and, and it's the same age as Stetson Bennett. So, um, and think about this, not to get away from the subject, but where would Georgia be without Stetson Bennett? Right. As, as deep as they are, I mean, would they be here without this, you know, uh, Six years ago, a slappy coming in and wanting to be a dog, and now he's a you know a dog with a capital D D A W G. Right. Uh, they they wouldn't be here without him. So let, let me say this first. I, I, it's unbelievable what Georgia's done, but for Georgia to replicate what Alabama did, let's go over this real quick. Two thousand nine, Alabama won it all. Two thousand ten, yeah. which Nick to this day says was his best team, he couldn't get the entitlement out of that locker room, and they they didn't get the right. playoff. 
11, they won it. 12, they won it. 13 was the kick six, or they would have played for it and won it. Yep. 14, they lost in the playoff semifinals. 15, they won it. That's just an insane run. So I think Kirby's got a, a long way to go, but I will say this. It's, I mean, Nick's got some problems next year. He's got a new quarterback. He's probably yeah. going to have a new offensive coordinator. You know, he, he's now starting to do what Kirby has done. He's back to building this thing defensively again. He's got six five-stars and four of them are defensive guys. He's now starting to embrace once again, hey, I need the guys on the trench, in the trenches that are going to win games. That's how Kirby's done it, right? Well, and think about, before I answer that, think about this, um, that Nick needs to get somebody to take the top off. not saying he can't do it because the Chiefs lost Tyree Kill and they've, you know, retooled. On the outside, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's been the M.O. since 14, since he went to the spread. Well, really, since Julio Jones, you always had that threat. So they need somebody to take the top off. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, they've got to get back to where they were um, defensively. I mean, I I thought all the flaws, not all of them, but all the flaws showed in that A&M game where, you know, obviously they had to play a backup quarterback in Jalen Milrow that day. But but Texas A&M is – as much as we want to dog them this season, it went down to the last snap. Uh, and you can talk about close losses for Alabama, but that was a close win that really exposed everything. This season, again, I'm not saying they can't get back, but there's there's definitely a lot of work to do. They're, they're mocking up uh, Aggie neck braces as we speak right now, some prototypes, <laughs> because that offense is going to take off under Bobby yep. Petrino. We've got uh, Dennis Dodd with us from CBS Sports. You can definitely check out all of his stuff at CBSSports.com. So, Dennis, uh, how damning was it to college football to see a national championship stage uh, yield the largest margin of victory in, in, in bowl history? I mean, how damning was that? Well, two things. Um, if you're Brett Yormark, all that momentum that was built up by having you know, TCU make its run, have it, having in the championship game in L.A., which has been, you know, vacated by USC and UCLA, and he has the stated intent of wanting to be in the Pacific time zone. He looked at it as an advertisement for the Big 12 that, to the point that they took over this community in L.A. named Frogtown. Uh-huh. They started brewing purple beer and doing all this other stuff. Nice. But, um, you know, it, it was a huge disappointment, I think. Not, not to say they can't get back from it because the momentum created – by Baylor and Oklahoma playing in the Big 12 championship game last year. TCU's run in four teams ranked, I think, this season at some point went a long way towards them getting that new deal for more money than Oklahoma and Texas in the previous did when they were in the league. That being said, uh, it's really easy to cover this sport next year. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State. There's a big drop-off after that. Uh, maybe not a surprise. It's been that way in other years, but try to get past those four. They're going to be absolutely loaded. Um, if anybody, including Clemson, uh, elbows their way in there, it's going to be a shocker to me. Yeah, Dennis, I was just about to ask you, looking ahead to 2023-2024, as we catch up and wrap up with Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports on the Fair and Fair phone line. I know I just saw you retweeted the story about Dion and Prime and everything going on in Colorado. We have a lot of fans here locally of the Florida State Seminoles who, of course, are so excited that Jared Verse, Jordan Travis are running it back. They think they have a chance at crashing the party. Do you foresee anyone getting into the mix with those four teams that you said there's just so much separation between? I don't. You know, I pencil them in. I mean, if Clemson wins 
the ACC, they're going to have to go undefeated to get in the top four, I think, as we sit here right now. Um, I think the ceiling for Florida State, and I'm really high on them, is, is, is winning um, the ACC, but I don't, I don't think they're a playoff team. But uh, you know who I, I, I had in my way-too-early top 25 yesterday? I had Washington rated fairly high. I think they're going to be the favorite in the Pac-12, and they've got a chance to do some things. With Michael Penix Jr., who was really underrated this year, maybe the Heisman, one of the Heisman favorites going into next year. And Kalen DeBoer is a underrated coach, a guy that came from Fresno. And his name popped up almost immediately when the Harbaugh rumors started for the NFL. So I think Washington's kind of getting back to where, where they were. I would watch them. But again, I think it's a chasm between those, uh, those top four and everybody else. Hey, listen, man, thanks so much. Before we go in 30 seconds, um, playoffs going to 12 teams in, in 24, and I've been talking to people, and I'm sure you have too. There's a lot of push now, maybe 16 when the new contract begins in 2026. Is that possible, you think? Yeah, I wrote about it last week in the run-up to the champ game because for the mere fact that in 26, they, they wiped the whiteboard out. The only thing we know in place is in 24 and 25, they're going to have 12 teams. They're going to have to renegotiate a contract and present to the networks what what they want, the CFP. Um, is 12 is good? Is 16 better? They still haven't priced this thing at 12, but it's going to be upwards of $1.62 billion per year. It averages $600 million right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I think with 16, at 12, everybody's nose gets under the tent. Everybody deserves to be in the end. But let's say these two years, with 12 are just completely successful, great games, Cinderella stories. Look, the four guys that did this, uh, the four commissioners modeled this. So you could have 16 that first, the first two days of the playoff, there's two, you know, two games each day. Well, the only thing you'd have to change is you'd have to find a way to play all 16 teams, uh, eight games in two or three days in the first round. So no, I, I think it's definitely on the table because they modeled it this way. Awesome, man. Listen, thanks so much for your help. Um, Great FAA information. FAA was good yeah, to you, you. You were good with the FAA that didn't, didn't knock you down? I, I am good. My wife texted me early this morning <laughs> and said, check your flight. No, I'm good. Thank God. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's All right, that we're happy to hear. Hey, man, have a good week. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dennis. Dennis awesome. Dodd at CBS Sports. Thank you for joining us. Fair and fair phone line. I did have uh, some friends that are Utah Utes fans. Mm-hmm. A little upset that Washington prediction, but... He's right. Caitlin DeBoer, pretty hot coach in the Pac-12. I mean, Lincoln Riley certainly made a statement in year one at USC, but if there's any conference that's for the taking, Pac-12, well, ACC. I was kind of surprised, Matt, that Dennis kind of rushed right to Clemson. I mean, Kaylin, Kaylin, uh, because Dennis kind of spoke the quiet stuff out loud. If Harbaugh goes to the NFL, Caitlin's going to Michigan. Yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. And that's going to be uh, – you know, Washington doesn't like to hear that, but that's going to happen. Well, yeah. I think – well, it depends on – all the stuff that we need to get into with the collective, you know, what's real, what's not, uh, do I get it now, do I have to wait for it later, you know, all that stuff. Apparently, there's just a lot of stuff going on. But Harbaugh to the NFL is real. There's no doubt in my mind real. that that is real 100%. and legit. Uh, but if we go to back to what Mia just said, the ACC needs to see if someone can step up. I don't – I'm not surprised. I don't think Clemson's going to run away with it. That's but, why I was surprised that he said that. But I'm still not surprised that he looks and says Clemson's still the standard, even though they did not play well as well as they have. I mean, they are. Yeah, they, they're, they're the standard. And no one's even come close for any length of time. And that includes Florida State here of late. Uh, and then 
you think the Big 12 is wide open because of what just happened and Oklahoma and Texas, you know, not being a, a factor as much anymore and Lincoln Riley being gone. Penn State. Pac-12, Big 12, ACC. Oh, no. All oh, wide well, open. Penn State next year, I'm telling well, you. Well, State, they look good, dude. They, got they that, did look good in the they got what'll be? They He'll got, be a redshirt freshman Drew quarterback? Drew redshirt freshman. Yeah. Yeah. Drew yeah. is a really talented quarterback. And well, that dude other. And they've got some dudes on that team right yeah. now. And, and they've got speed, which is something you don't necessarily see in the Big Ten. So, yeah. But, heck, how long had, uh, what's his name, Sean Clark been there? Forever. Perry Ellis is college football. But yeah. they are bringing back a bunch of linemen who would have been projected day one, day two picks. And yeah. they're bringing yeah. back single. And they're, I mean, they've got a lot coming back. Yeah. They've yeah. got a lot. They've got a core of like five or six freshmen from this season, from this past recruiting class that all played top level, top level. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're going to be really, really good. We will stay in the college ranks coming up in the one o'clock hour because there is a certain, uh, JJ, can we get the X Files music going? There is a certain mystery going down in Gainesville as we speak. The mysterious case. <laughs> Of Jaden Rashada. Is he or isn't he? We will tackle that and a whole lot more coming up next on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. One o'clock hour is here. Big search for another half hour. We are hanging out on a Wednesday thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Joe C, MOB, Me O'Brien, Matty Hayes. Check out all his stuff cooking at SaturdayDownSouth.com and Big Surce and the Golf Club of Southampton. Always ready for you, not just on a Wednesday, any day of the week. Make sure you dial them up, 287-PLAY. We've got some gorgeous weather. Take advantage of it. Get on out there and put a peg in the ground. We've got news in the first hour that Tua Tungavaloa is ruled out for the first round of the playoffs, wildcard weekend. He's not going to be available. They're going up to Buffalo Town with Skyler Thompson as their quarterback. And we were talking about the injury situation. You've got Jalen Hurts, who's hurt. Uh, he said he didn't play as well, nearly as well as he would have liked to, to close out the season and secure that number one seed. And the shoulder still giving him a little bit of trouble. You've got Lamar Jackson with that PCL injury search that still will not allow him, at least for now, allow him to get back on the practice field. So you got legitimately three wild card teams with quarterback questions all around them or three teams in the postseason with quarterback questions all around. Them. Yeah, but the Dolphins Jalen are, them aren't playing this well, week. the Dolphins is more concerning to me right now because Tua has had what three to four concussions within just what six months you of the season argue, or four months of the season. You could argue at a minimum, a minimum two concussions, two concussions. probably probably I mean this has got to be a PR nightmare for the Dolphins as well yeah. because they the first, the first one clearly was a PR nightmare because they put him back in the game when he clearly hit his head and he was concussed. Yeah. It was wobbling. So if you and say yes to that, that's three concussions. Yes, three concussions. Three in one year. Three in one year. So um, I'm, it's more concerning with Tua because he might be in a situation where he has to seriously consider if, for health reasons, could he continue to play football? Uh, I, I, just, I just totally believe that. You, you, you get concussed like that, you, you mess around with your brain, you got to think a little bit more long-term. And I know he loves football. I know he's been playing it since he was a little kid probably. But this can't keep happening. At some particular point, you've got to save the kid from himself. I'm concerned about himself moving forward. And if you add to what happened is, you know, as it unfolded, those were two games that he finished. Yes. Two games he finished. One, they should have taken him out the first yep. time Leah yep. was talking yep. about. And then this last game, 
It wasn't until the next day and he that he self-reported. told them. He told them. That's Dude. the crazy part. He yeah. self-reported it. It's it's not. I mean, concussions is a, it's a first off, it's a serious. It's a significant injury. All right. My nephew had one. It mm-hmm. took him almost three months to yeah. where he could deal with bright lights, mm-hmm. noises. Three months. Yeah. So it, he's had three in one season. Yeah. So I, it's uh, it'll be interesting to talk to Doctor Barry about this because that's just uh, I don't know how he doesn't take. Not only this week, I don't know how he doesn't take six months away from everything mm-hmm. just to completely make sure everything's good. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. part of it, too, is, I mean, what's the Dolphins' long-term plan if Tua Tagovailoa continues to suffer the repercussions from these concussions? And I've said this now for a couple of weeks. I don't trust Stephen Ross. I think that there could be a play for Lamar, similar to the play they tried to make for Deshaun Watson when Tua Tagovailoa was still their quarterback and was in their long-term plans. We, we were talking about it earlier, and Stephen Ross is, whatever your opinion of, you know, is, is fine. He could be considered a snake, a, a smart guy, whatever. Um, he offered Tom Brady a lot of money and ownership stake. He was at least going for the, for the guy that he thought could deliver. But anyway, uh, does Lamar Jackson match up with what they've already got down there? That's the question we were talking about pre-show. Uh, while dynamic – and you were you were proposing you know a, a trade? Would you be willing to give up X to go get him? But it's that well, it's that skill set that he has, and they need it. They need a guy that can deliver the ball to Waddle and and, and Hill. Well, I mean, it, clearly Lamar's not happy with the situation um, with the Ravens contractually, and it, it, this is one of the free falls of betting on yourself because mm-hmm. he had 180 million dollars sitting at the table. He's like, no, I want more. I want another 60. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet on myself, yeah. and now I bet him in the rear end because now he's. Probably the Ravens are probably that one eighty that was probably on the table is probably good to like one forty. Might have shrunk. So, might have shrunk you a think? little bit. Yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, no. these, they can tag some, him. They can make some it of tough. the things. I mean, because he, you got remember he's representing himself. Uh, he's representing himself with the Ravens. I, you, Somebody's going to give El Boogie one eighty or more. Yeah, but, yeah, but, they're going to give him. But remember this now, okay, Matt? We're just he's remember. a hell of a player. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is but it's wear and tear on the body. Okay, I know that's, yeah. that's, I that's, know that's, that. Yeah, that's his game, and now his game has hurt him, mm. and he has missed. And this, I was surprised by this number. He has missed ten of the last twenty five games. Ten but, but, of the last twenty five. Yeah. But if you think that franchises and organizations, no matter how prominent you are, doesn't play mind games with uh, Of you. course. They absolutely play mind of course. games with you. Just because it's, it's got to be benefactor, right, beneficial to the organization. What you're saying is true. That paper came back over to the uh, yeah. ownership side. They said, wait a minute, this, you know, he's hurt. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little more worried about it. They can franchise tag him mm-hmm. and, and pay him a decent amount, but he's, he's still going to have to He's going to have to bet on himself again. I mean, but he's, he, gets franchise, he gets tagged, he gets what, $40 million? Yeah, yeah, around there. Yeah. It's not Dak, a bad that's deal. That's what Dak got. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad deal, but he just has to do it uh, another year with not getting hurt, you know? He's to your coming. point, Joe, coming. what's yeah. wild, I just looked it up. Lamar Jackson never missed a game in college. He only missed two in his first three years, I'm pretty sure, and now has missed 10 of 25 games. That's, and how that's, many straight practices? Yeah, uh, uh, this is 15 or 16, I believe, and so that's a lot. And I, I I feel for him, and that's why I want to know a little bit more about the PCL and, and, and what damage has potentially been done to Lamar for him because he might just be shutting it down to protect, to just protect himself. But look, we've thrown it out there. I was whoa, just going to say that. So yeah. he, I thought every great NFL player loves the game. Yeah, well, that goes back no, to no, that, that no, legendary no, no. argument we, said, we had. We yeah. said some love yeah. the game. And, some. And J.J., they, they, they love the game and will sacrifice when they are making the $40 million. 
You know, and so I'll take a win for I believe me. I'll I believe what Leon and I say were the truly great ones yeah. of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you don't sit there a great quarterback. Neither do I. We're on the same page with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, my point is every player in the NFL doesn't necessarily love the game. Yeah, well, they, they, they realize. He may love the game. He's also in a contract year. So yeah, yeah, they realize the vulnerability. Doesn't love it that much. They realize the life uh, lifespan of a career. And it probably shook him a little bit because he did bet on himself, and now well, he also he might have said, "Yeah, out. you know, I'll let you go a couple games without me and see where you're at." Yeah, that's what happens. Yes, right. And it has see how you function without. Right, let's they were kind of fine. Well, they went down to Anthony well, Brown, and they, then they weren't. You know <laughs> who else bet on himself? Jaden Rashada. Yeah. Let's dive into it, boys, yeah. because this is another one where. Is it because of the money? Is it because of the love of the game in school? We will never really know, I don't think, regardless of if, if Jaden Rashada actually ever suits up for the Florida Gators, where exactly his head is at with yeah. regards to it, college football recruitment. Well, it's so funny because we could take that, you know, love for the game, and it used to be a high schooler going to college. He played for the love of the game, and now pennies have entered the equation, and we're talking uh, millions of pennies. Which, by the way, I was scrolling through TikTok last night, and I didn't realize that Jared Verse is apparently very active on TikTok, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, like, he posted a TikTok where it was about, like, people are – I forget what song it was, but it was basically indicating – that he's coming back to Florida State for the love of the game and for the love of the school, and everyone is questioning. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in yeah. Gainesville. Yeah. All right, let's well, dig I mean, into it. Huh? What's that? Well, I'm sorry. I can tell you where yeah. he can't come back to. Yeah. You leave Miami. You, you get your. You're you get your walking. You're dead to us. <laughs> All right. I'll you get your walking him. papers. Y'all take him. To no, we ain't. No, he's dead take to us, bro. Oh, uh, Mario would be like <laughs> next chapter. Leon going. That's right. Come home. <laughs> come back <laughs> home. Come on. Come on home, bro. This guy loves football. Oh, it's XL prime time. We saved you a seat. It's lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. We teased it going into this segment. The text line has delivered, as it always does. Jaden Rashada, where will he go? Is he actually going to the University of Florida? Our boy Dell, you know, he's always got his uh, mm-hmm. his editing cap on, his Photoshop cap on. So we've got a. Uh, our new X-Files graphic with Rashada featured in it. Uh, I appreciate this one from our boy JP up in Northern Virginia. Uh, the Gator Collective standing at the ATM and uh, no money in the bank account. And that pretty much sums up where Florida is right now with regards to its heralded quarterback recruit wow. who is technically enrolled in the school but has not enrolled in classes, nor does he have an email address. I, uh, I, I threatened to take my direct withdrawal. Uh, $9.90, uh, you know, offline and forget about the Gator Collective if they, if they didn't straighten this thing out. And apparently it has everything to do with dinero. okay? It has everything to do with dinero. And here's a kid that it took him a lo- oh, not a long time but a while to sign his national letter of intent, five-star guy who had committed originally to Miami, then decommits from there and commits to the Gators. He's from Cali, and you think he's coming over, and, well, his GPS isn't working or something. And from one of the regulars, maybe that it follows. was all the plane delays. <laughs> exactly. This is the FAA's fault. <laughs> we could go with that, but has not come up with a schedule on campus or anything, Leon. And so, uh, I, I, I guess it's so different now because these guys are walking in as corporations in a lot of ways. They're represented. They expect to be compensated. And they expect it to be compensated well. well. And we now. We don't have that problem in Miami with money. <laughs> you come to Miami, you get paid. 
Wait till Ruiz's company goes bottom up. <laughs> <laughs> see, look at you. I, that's I, just I would, hate. That's profound I, hate. It is. I, I, I will say this, honestly. Um, first off, Twitter's a sewer, and we all know that, okay? Twitter's also the worst, best place ever, and we all know yeah. that, too. Yes. Um, the, the, whenever Florida doesn't get a guy either in the portal or high school recruiting, the guy that runs the Gator Collective with Eddie Rojas, the former pitcher, just gets annihilated. Annihilated. And they, I mean, they're, the things they're calling him and saying about him, and for all we know, Jaden Rashad is sitting there in California, doesn't want to leave because he doesn't want to be homesick. We have no idea why he's not leaving. Right. You know? But immediately we all think it's because money. Mm-hmm. And it's because somebody didn't come up with the money or Florida doesn't have any money or somebody's offering him more money. It but may I, be that. Right. It may be that. Say, all I'm saying, it also could just be the guy doesn't want to leave Cali. But I, I think it's our standard line with any situation. What did you say earlier about Harbaugh? If he leaves, where the quarterback's going to go because they will pay. And our normal conversation. But, but why didn't he go to Miami? Why did he stay with his I, commitment to Miami? Because maybe he's homesick as well. Right. That's, yeah. that's yeah. kind of my point. Yeah. Why didn't he stay with the commitment to Miami? And people say, because Florida gave more money. Okay, great. Right. What if it wasn't that? I'll just tell you this. If you're just looking on the outside looking in and, and and you say to yourself, who's more charismatic? Who do you want to play for, Mario or Billy? Uh, Mario would probably would win most most votes, most contests. Uh, I don't know whether the look of the product was any that much better than what Florida had to offer. So if you're just talking about those two individuals and those two programs <laughs> – I don't know what there. I don't know that there is much difference between the two. You're going to be able to start right away if you have it. Now remember this: this kid's six four, less than a buck ninety. He is not a step on the field, do it all guy. At least not right now in 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 a lot of people's minds. They they want a training he, he training table, 20. weight room him, yeah. and get him going. That's why they were looking at having somebody else there ready to go, but. I don't know if I would call Graham Mertz somebody else, but all right. Yeah, that's all I can call him right now. He is somebody else. But you just can't have the fails because they just they they live out there in social media if you have guys that say yes and then turn around and say Do no. Do you think Logway, I hope I'm saying his name right. I think right. it's Logway. 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 Yeah. Do you think them signing him in the class of 2024 might have had something to do with this? Well, like, especially. hey, right after I sign my letter of intent, you guys go get a quarterback who's supposed to be better than me? But especially yeah. isn't that because isn't he going to graduate early too? I've yeah, he was supposed to enroll. No, there's, uh, so there's people that are talking. Again, this is Twitter, okay? Yeah. Um, the 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 idea is that he's trying to graduate to get in in January, which would be in you know eleven months. There are also some people saying he's trying to get in early, early. That's August. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, right, so like Corey to reclass- reclassify. So him. like, be a sixteen year old and be a college freshman, or see seventeen. So be a yeah. seventeen year old college. Yeah. But, well, that, but, I mean, that's look. That's what JT Daniels did. That's what a lot of people have done. Believe it or not, it's yeah, not it, that. It, it's I, not that rare. Yeah, h- hitting that accelerator on high school is just nuts. But that's just how crazy all these things have become. Corey Bender, who covers the Gators on a regular basis, he did just tweet out uh, in the noon hour, about an hour ago, UF quarterback commit DJ Lagway tells uh, Gators Online he scheduled his next trip to Gainesville. And so they're (laughs) still trying to figure out. (laughs) His next trip? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Um, But, you know, obviously. You guys never vacay in Alachua County? Well, he's already (laughs) signed. Yeah. So I don't know what the next trip means. That's my personal favorite. Don't make fun of Although, although, honestly, maybe he didn't sign. We don't know. Lagway did not, yeah. That's just just the commitment for the 
24. Oh, I thought you were talking about Rashada's no, schedule. Lagway. Oh, yeah, right, just just right, on the right. on the subject of. I'm of telling Lagway. you, DJ Lagway. DJ Lagway just wants to go see the horses. He wants to go to the what's the name of it, JJ? The big. Museum? Oh, you go through Micanopy. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going I-75, you're going through all these great towns. Yeah. Lots but to see. Micanopy is old Florida. It is kind of a cool town. I love. It. I'm yeah. I'm half joking. I don't know if I told you guys this. Sorry to get on a tangent. Um, the wedding that I'm in next summer out in <laughs> Iowa. Micanopy. No, 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 no. Uh, out in Iowa, drink everyone. Um, Mm-hmm. The bride is actually a um, very renowned, one of my good buddies from when I lived there, mm-hmm. very renowned horse photographer. She goes all around the Midwest and actually films and, and photographs uh, different horse shows. And so when she was here for the Citrus Bowl last year, that was her one request. Micanopy. She wanted to go see the horse. In Ocala? Yes. The, nice. the, the, the Mecca. She wanted to go see the Mecca, the museum and everything. So yeah, it, uh, maybe DJ Lagway. Isn't he from Texas? They, I had a good like friend horses. of mine, Antonio Soprano, who got himself painted with this beautiful horse. <laughs> it's just awesome. That is great. Yeah. I tell you what, you get the rolling hills of Ocala, you see some money now. You see uh, yeah. some money. Uh, and I just I want a Florida thoroughbred to win the, the Kentucky Derby. Uh, I, I, I need that. And it doesn't happen often enough to where they can. But there are a lot of good horses that come out of Ocala. In all seriousness, with regards to Jade and Rashada, Mm -hmm. my thing is, is you look at Dan Mullen's track record, which I know Dan Mullen sucks. But when he was in Gainesville, how many five stars that he got on campus didn't actually make it on campus? And that was the knock Mm -hmm. because when he was, you know, completely giving up on recruiting versus when he even was recruiting even if he lucked into those guys mm-hmm. outside of the transfer portal, they never actually were making it to campus. So is now this going to be Billy Napier's track record as well? Is that what he's going to be re- renowned uh, for if Rashada doesn't actually make it to Gainesville? I mean, my, my, my feeling is that Dan Mullen, as bad as a recruiter as he might have been or, or truly was, was a good coach three of the four years he was there. And he put good product on the field. As soon as he walked in, they were – returning to wins and returning to New Year's Day bowl games. What has Billy done in the short amount of time that makes you think that he can overcome that? Ringing in my ear right now is one of the guys who covered him at Louisiana that reminded us that Billy's not going to recruit a bunch of five stars. He's going to take two stars and turn them into five stars and all this, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, I haven't seen that product that as Leon used the word metamorphosis earlier in the show. I haven't seen that. Okay. It has not shown itself at least in the 12 games 13 games they played so we landed a a, a really good class this year mm-hmm. we got a good class mm-hmm. a high school class um the transfer portal I, I mean i'm baffled by the grand merch thing that's number one number two they're they're picking up guys that really are, are just guys that mm-hmm. either didn't even play the last year this previous season or played sparingly um and i, I think you got to go out and get impact players and they're not getting impact players and i told you guys this in the pre-show meeting Every one of these guys that he's run off, and again, you know, you can say whatever you want about these guys that they didn't want to buy in or they didn't like him or they were Mullen guys. Mm-hmm. Every one of them have signed, almost every one of them have signed with a Power 5 team. Yeah. So it's not like these are guys that are scrubs and they're going to play at, you know, some FCS school. These are guys that are Power 5 players. Um, so is that a concern? Of course it's a concern. But I will also say this. Don't jump off the bandwagon after one one season. True. I, I, I get that. I mean, he yeah. – He's proven he can build it. The question is, can he get a quarterback to help him build it? And I can guarantee you right now, Graham Mertz is not that quarterback. So if mm-hmm. this kid Rashada doesn't come, then they they got a problem unless he can get someone else, unless there's some other crazy person that leaves and gets in the portal. I mean, and it could be, I don't know, Nussmeyer. 
and they get in the portal, and all of a sudden Florida grabs them, and then you got a quarterback, then that. that's fine. Mm. Like, if they, if that were to happen, like if Nussmeyer goes to the portal and they get him, then I think they're all right. Then you've got a legit quarterback. So our Gators mm. on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure. Sorry to interrupt, Leon, mm. and we can get your take on this. Um, they say this has nothing to do with Napier. This has everything to do with the NIL, which I know you folks in Miami are a, a little too familiar with. So give us the Miami side of this. Jaden Rashada leaves for reportedly more money in Gainesville, and now all of a sudden the money's not there. Ponzi scheme. <laughs> it could be a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> well, it easily did. could be. Well, you don't no want to be at the bottom of the pond. Money or not. Okay? Come on. You don't want to be at the bottom of the pond on a Ponzi scheme. You just don't want to be. I got news <laughs> with the, the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. It's Twitter. Same thing. <laughs> Literally the same thing. Yeah. Well, We're all just well, speculating. Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, we don't know if well, Matt, it is right. Billy. We, we don't no know if it's him. NIL. We really have no idea. Well, Matt, I mean, the kid loves his did, girlfriend doesn't want to leave. We have no yeah, idea. Seriously. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, Matt, dude, I mean, you remember when, when Mike Novell took over at Florida State, it was a, a frenzy, a fan frenzy, because all these guys were leaving. Right. He wasn't. But, you know, most of those guys are Jimbo guys who weren't buying into what he right. was bringing to the table. Right. I mean, so, I mean, if if you're a Florida fan, I mean, if you look, I, I know y'all don't want to look at Florida State, but right now they, they, they're they top of the mountain. I mean, as you far might have Florida to write goes. it out is what it is. Yeah, because I remember we had this conversation a couple of years ago with, with Mike Norvell. We were talking about all this great talent is leaving. They're going somewhere else, and we're not we're, do, we're doing this and we're doing that. He's running away Jimbo's guys. It's not bought into the program yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So I mean, Novell might be. Do- I mean, I mean, um, your guy uh, Billy. Yeah. Billy. B- Billy might be doing the same thing. Well, it's it. funny. It's funny you say that because I- I'm talking with an <clears throat> FSU fan. You know, one of those you know d- diehard supporters. And how far are we removed now? Okay, now that they made it to ten win season, they end up you know winning their bowl game. He's in his third year and he's having success. How far are we removed from him? not communicating with all the players. Remember this during the pandemic oh, yeah. year when Marvin that. Wilson uh, basically uh, wrote, a, wrote a letter, started a foundation because he felt like uh, he wasn't being treated. The copy and pasted group chat. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember all this? <gasps> oh and that, and that uh, Norvell said he spoke with each individual, yeah, all yeah. this stuff. It was ugly there for a minute. And for what it's worth. And now it's all gone. We didn't address, too, speaking of Mike Norvell, the mm-hmm. fact that did you guys see who he is hiring as his new DB's coach? Mm-hmm. Patrick Sertan yeah, Sr. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking at Former this. head coach of American Heritage down in South Florida. Uh, if you thought Florida State was struggling in the recruiting here That's in the Sunshine State. Machine. That is a That is a coup for him yeah. to add him to his staff, especially yeah. not just on the heels of the but, success of his son, but also – knowing all the connections he has in South Florida. I mean, listen, hiring Patrick Stan, who's an all-pro with the Miami Dolphins and did an outstanding job at American Heritage. I mean, at Miami, we're not scared because we're going to – we got Roland Smith, who's like an eight-time national champion in high school down in South Florida. So that's that's the volley that Florida State sent over to us. I yeah. know because, because, because American Heritage – You have to answer. You do. Yeah, you have to I was to just answer. saying, why does American it always have to be we got better? I'm just saying, bro. I'm, I'm stating facts. facts. <laughs> I mean – just it's always got to be we got better with Kings. Hey, man, it's know. almost like you got a little bit of an inferiority complex never, after never. two decades of doing nothing. No, I see. No, I see my rings every day. <laughs> Look real nice on me. Oh, How long ago were those? But, but 27, 28, yeah, 29 so, years. So, so, antiques. So, so just for people who may not know. Mario did go down there, and he got Roland Smith, which is a former member of the U, who was extremely successful uh, in. Miami High proper, coach, yes, and and, yeah. and and lassoed him. Said we need we need him on our staff, and then now Pat Sertan is a guy that big time accomplishments down there, which is also another 
gateway to get recruits to your school. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it, it's a good counter. And you've seen all these guys. No. Uh, no honestly, no. you've seen all these but guys no, try reason, to answer that. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. The reason why I made note of it, because, we, listen, we don't try to come and infiltrate Tallahassee, all right? But this is no, no way there's no coming. players in Tallahassee. Well, get. Say, say that one more time. <laughs> there's no players All right, in say that one more time. Thank you very much. But I know this is, this is a pawn to try to infiltrate some of the South Florida talent that's down there. What? Yeah. Because, I mean, Patrick Tain is very, very well respected. Oh, yeah. Not only as a coach, but as a former yeah. player. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you, you do what you think uh, will help you the best, and that's a, that's a pretty good chess move on, on Norvell's part. But here's my thing, to put a bow on this. Is Florida an anomaly by the fact that they don't have the money to pay for Jaden Rashada? If that really is the case. Again, we are speculating right now that that is the circumstance that they did not have the funds that they promised the four-star, fringe five-star quarterback prospect. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's not enrolling because he's holding out right. for that have, money to come through. They have two collectives that they're be. dealing with right now. The guy that runs the one that basically de- deals with the high school recruits, Hugh Hathcock, uh-huh. he's like a billionaire. I mean, that's why I keep saying it. We have no idea if it's money. Stop saying it's money. Yeah, we don't well, know. We all Because if this kid signs with UCLA, guess what? Right. It ain't money. Right. Well, it could be. Uh, all right, I'm looking up on the window, and our general manager, Steve Griffin, just put it up on the wall, and it's the – put my glasses on. I love it. you got to put your glasses on to see this one because this is a low-voltage warning in the city of Jacksonville. Mm, I like okay, that. You've heard of brownouts, blackouts, all this kind of stuff. Oh, well, those chargers are coming into town, and we are in a low-voltage like situation. That. Right? I love that. I like that. Mm. That's a good one, yeah. Steve-O. I yeah. also want to note, um, we just posted it, and we've shared it on all of our social media channels. Uh, just like the Jaguars are going to run it back on Saturday, we're mm-hmm. going to run it back on Friday. We're going to have another Jaguars kickoff party pep rally, except this Friday it is going to be at Dick's Wings on San Pablo. That's 14286 Beach Boulevard in the shopping center over there. Three to six. Frangie show will be live. But, folks, you got to listen. We got a lot of cool stuff cooking. We're taking it up a notch this Friday. Pair of tickets to the games that will be raffled off. The Jaguars are providing autographed merchandise and memorabilia that will also be raffled off. Our guy Joe C here making sure we got yeah. the first 100 Bud Lights on the house. I kind of feel like I Dick's paid Wings. for them. I really do, but uh, I didn't. Uh, the, the you original, made it happen. Yeah, the original NFG. This is uh, truly a team. This is a team operation yes. here at 1010. The, the original NFG made sure that we were going to have Colt Bud Light. So the first 100. First Bud 100, Lights. and they're going to bring some swag. Dick's yes. Wings will have swag. We're bringing swag. The Jags will have swag. So even if you don't win the raffles, you can get some free stuff. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, of course, special guests and a whole lot more. So, again, three to six Dick's Wings on San Pablo this Friday. And we feel like it's uh, like our run-up to that is going to be a mayoral type of show because uh, the city of Jacksonville is going to be fired up on Friday. All right, Big Search, you heading out? Yep. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon? I shall, yes. You look sharp in those glasses, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. used to them a little bit now, yeah. you know? Yeah. The first couple of days, I was fumbling around and missed. You were stuff. walking kind of funny. I was, I was bro. worried about. You. I was, I was. But, <laughs> but you're looking sharp. Now. I think pull it yeah. off. Light up a cigar with those. Uh, he definitely pulled it off. Yeah, no those doubt. beautiful specs. It's XL Prime Time. We mentioned three quarterbacks. Where are they health wise? Three quarterbacks that are heading into the playoffs. Two that were supposed to start Wild Card Weekend. Another one that's got the bye week to try and mend the shoulder. We'll get into all those coming up. On XL Primetime. Our next guest is not affiliated with the NFL or Jacksonville Jaguars. Discussion of injuries is solely based on opinion. Now, the Bari Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Injury Breakdown. I'm coming in. Ooh. That's what he did when he walked in. I said, the Rick Flair. Gee! He said, oh. What's Eo. up, Gio? Eo. What's up, yeah. man? 
Did he say EO? Is that what he did? All right, let's do it again. G! (laughs) Say EO. EO. (laughs) I'm going to walk in. I want to walk in. The Ric Flair's new documentary. That's how I want to walk in. That's how you're going to walk in. We'll we'll, we'll work on that because uh, you're the Ric Flair of orthopedic surgeons. (laughs) Fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. uh, And he was in the stands... Saturday night. Let's start there before we get into injuries. Yeah. Uh, you and young young uh, Geo, the 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 Bari that will love the Jaguars forever. Yes. How fired up were you all? It, very fired up. I mean, you know, my son was going crazy. It was got a little late for him, and then when we were a little down in the fourth quarter, you could tell he was getting tired. But then that fumble came in, and then he kind of woke back up. But uh, it he was got, great. He got a trip down on the the turf, yeah. got on the field, yep. and up in the press box. And yeah, Logman and uh, Frangie mm-hmm. both. Uh, Gave him knuckles. Dapped him up. Nice. That's right. So That's he was awesome. excited. That's awesome. All right. Now, uh, the Jags are getting ready uh, for the L.A. Chargers. As you can see, the, the notice has been posted, low voltage here uh, in the city of Jacksonville uh, by our general manager. But I don't know that we know a heck of a lot about the two guys that are on their injury report. It's not as bad as it was, say, originally earlier this year. Doc, remember we were talking about bruised ribs for Justin Herbert when Jacksonville went out there and beat them? Well, now he's obviously healthy and playing well, but they have a groin listed as the injury for Nick Bosa, or excuse me, Joey Bosa. He did practice. Yes, in a limited fa- – or in, in, limited, fu- in full, actually. Yeah, he, he was, was listed in full. The only one that was listed as limited was Mike Williams. Mike Williams was a did not practice, and that is a contu- a back contusion. Doc. Oh yeah, I saw his the back was like locked up on spasms him. Spasms he had. Yeah. So so what what are you thinking? I, groin very a vague I, area. Yeah, the fact that he played, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, the back spasms actually can be a little worrisome if we've all had back pain, right? We all know that that can linger. Yep. And just yeah. getting up out of a chair, twisting that can be really bad pain, and. Then to go out and have to play a football game right. is a different story. And he couldn't even walk off the field. He had to be held. Then we saw, at least I saw a video from, I think, in the locker room where they had to pick him up from a chair. So unless he gets you know, quick real fast, you know, these back these back issues can last for a couple of weeks. And you're talking about a guy who wants to try and right. go up and get the ball. And what are they? What, what is that defender going to do? He's going to try and put yeah. a little, you know. So right that, that's going to be, I think – that might be an issue for them. And so, that's what so, I wanted to, real quick. I just wanted to ask you that because uh-huh. I was, even before Mike Williams, mm-hmm. Ross Matasek, the long snapper for the yeah, Jaguars, has been facing yeah. a similar back Yeah, he keeps spasms. wearing that thing. He's yep. wearing a little mm-hmm. I don't know, red light therapy th- so thing my, back. Correct. Thing. So my question is, I know with Ross, like in my conversations with him, like he's just said there's some days he wakes up and he can't move. There's some days he wakes up and he feels great. That's a warrior out there, That's, that long yeah. snapper. He says, don't worry, he's play- He's not missing the game, though. Um, he's a long snapper, though, Doc. And so you look at what a long snapper has to do knowing what the ba- what role the back plays versus a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm curious. Yeah. Your, your prognosis, prognosis, again, independent of either team's medical staff, as far as how to manage that and the likelihood that Mike Williams will be 100% for Saturday. Well, I think uh, back pain is back pain no matter what position. You, and we all know just getting out of a chair sometimes is difficult. And a long snapper is going to have to bend over and get back up, which can be miserable. Obviously, he's not going to have to jump and run and dive. So that's a plus for him. So I think it's pro- – I mean, if you have to pick which position is the worst for, probably a receiver because they have to do more uh, different uh, – more movements with their body. But it's still going to be, you know, bad for both positions. And luckily for our, our long snapper, he's – doing okay I mean he's done a good job so far and he wears a thing on the sideline you can see him stretching and 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 he's still able to practice on the sideline during between plays so I think he's doing okay but they're talking about a contusion so if it's a contusion that brings about acute pain right Mm -hmm. 
So that could go away as long as the contusion goes away, right? Yeah, or is that contusion, something that linger? Well, contusion is a bruise, right. and um, it could linger, right? I mean, it's going to take time to go away. So You get hit there again, though. Yeah, then you can re-aggravate it, and then it's a problem. So I don't know. It's, it's just tough. The fact that he didn't play is a little worrisome. I mean, once again, Trevor Lawrence is not, hasn't practiced over the past couple of weeks, and he's still playing fine. Uh, but I think just we got to watch it. And I mean, for his sake, it sucks. But I guess for Jaguars' sake, it would be great. But. If you've got a sports injury question, like Doc said, you know, the back's the back. It's going to hurt anybody. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can talk about any of your sports injuries. Uh, he and Barry Orthopedics certainly can look at you, help diagnose it, and treat it. And you can also check out Breaking Bones Sunday morning, 730. So shoot us a question, and we will try and get it in today or as we get ready for Breaking Bones on Sunday. So, so real quick, go over that with Trevor, who hasn't practiced in the last couple yeah. weeks. What's what do you think it is with the toe then? Do you think I, it's turf toe? I think so. I I don't. What I, that's the most common thing, right? In, in football for for toes at least. Besides, it feels fractured, which I don't think is fractured. Right. So I think it's just a turf toe, and we all know we've seen these players that have turf toes that just linger, right? They come, they play one week, they don't play another week, or they they're always talking about how their toe is bothering them. So it it, it t- turf toe is a tough thing to deal with. Um, it doesn't go away easily. There is a surgery you can do, although rare, but you can do a surgery for it. So I would be interested to see after the season ends what he does for it, either just completely shut it down, right, um, or maybe it's bad enough that he needs a surgery. I don't know if he practiced this week or not. Yeah, so right. Far. So now, he's, he's just listed. So he's as, probably in the boot yeah. during the week and then gets a shot for the game and then plays. I, I, and then that, I would the assume boot. that's what probably happened. Yeah, right. just listed as limited yesterday. All right, so let's get to a couple of these other quarterbacks that we have been talking about, and we'll just try and hit them pretty fast. Again, not your expertise. But Tua Tagovailoa, uh, we be, you would uh, the only thing we can say is that he has been in concuss- concussion protocol three times this year. He's been diagnosed with concussion at least twice. He certainly we all remember the first one that started this whole problem. He's not available this week. What are, what is that saying to everybody? Is his season over and his career in jeopardy? I, I think it's one of two things. He either still has neurological symptoms, mm-hmm. which is possible, although it's, you know we're getting to the longer Going end Going into the third week. Yeah. But it's still very possible. Or two, um, you know, the, the Dolphins have been getting a lot of heat for how they've been treating this his situation. Mm-hmm. So maybe, it could be, maybe he's fine, and they're just saying, you know what, we're going to shut you down. The, we've got a lot of heat on it anyways, how we treated you, how you come back, et cetera. Right. And maybe they don't want to risk it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I think it's one of those two things. It's either he still has issues. And if he doesn't have issues, if he's your quarterback, he should play if he wants to play, right, unless he decides he doesn't want to play. Mm -hmm. But if he has no issues and he's your quarterback and he's willing to play, the only reason you wouldn't let him play is if, you know, you think that you're already getting a lot of heat on it. Well, at what point is the accumulation of of these head injuries start to say, okay, we can't play him? So they say one one concussion doesn't predispose you to another concussion. Okay. Now, it does probably cause CTE, right? I mean, having many concussions on the long-term end is not good for you. I don't think his brain is, you know, to that point just in within a five-week period where he's, you know, can't play football anymore. Right. Uh, but I, I, I think if he's fine, the team is probably protecting itself, and that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, staying yeah. with quarterbacks, we can make a pivot now to a guy that 
I think could end up back home in Miami, depending on what shakes out with Tua Tagovailoa in his own situation, and that's Lamar Jackson. He suffered a PCL sprain week 13, Doc, against the Broncos. He has missed 15, 16 straight practices since then. Yeah. Soundbite from Ian Rappaport that is worth listening to right now. Is that Lamar Jackson faces an uphill battle to be able to get out on the field in the playoffs against the Cincinnati Bengals. He is working. He is trying. He's rehabbing. The knee is just not quite right. Now, this has been shrouded in some secrecy. So, look, there's always a chance anything happens with Lamar Jackson. Everyone leaves that little out, but I would be surprised based on what I know if he practices today, which means we could see another week of Tyler Snoop Huntley for the Baltimore Ravens. So, week 13 would be the first week of December. PCL sprain. Is that roughly timeline, about yeah. a month plus? or so, You know, usually we say two to four weeks. A piece of, but that's on average, right? It can be longer than that, which I think we're seeing here. He's already been four weeks and may extend to five or six, depending how the season goes. So it's a little more severe than they probably originally thought. Um, the fact that his knee is not doing what it needs to do, quote unquote, it probably still giving out on him. It's not feeling very stable. You know, we always talk about with a PCL, you can still play in the NFL. There's many guys in the NFL that have played without PCLs. So it's not unheard of at all. But his is giving him issues, seems like. Or at least he hasn't recovered from this acute injury. And I think for them, the fact that he hasn't played and the fact that the reports are coming out that it's still not correct and still not right, he's probably not going to play Sunday. And then the question is going to be, how bad was this thing? Is it worse than what they thought? And maybe, you know, if it doesn't heal well, maybe he ends up getting a surgery in the offseason. The, the rehab for PCL is quicker than ACL. Uh, so, you know, maybe he does. So there you go. MCL, you can avoid surgery. At least that's the, the thought among the radio doctor community. And then <laughs> PCL is the one that I was just worried about. And then the ACL, we all know, requires surgery. So Yes, yes. Yeah. So MCL usually doesn't, although you can, but we usually don't do surgery on it. Uh, PCL, kind of the same. I'd say probably more likely. Um, but ACL is where you, know, you have to do the surgery. I'm, I'm going to ask you a real quick question here, okay? If a guy says his knee hurts even though you've done an MRI on it, and he still says, look, it hurts, but the MRI is clear. Mm -hmm. Could it still? Could he still have pain? Yes. I mean, you can still have pain. I, I don't – that's the worst thing, right, to dismiss somebody who says they have pain even right. though there's no right. objective findings. Right. That, that's tough. And at that point, um, you, you try different things like therapy, maybe try a couple injections to see what it is. But, yeah, that, that's one of the harder things in medicine where someone comes in, they have pain, and whatever imaging and testing you do shows nothing. Then what, right? Then what happens? And that that's... Then it's just therapy. Therapy or, you know, severe cases, people go to pain management, those kind of things. I do like the fact that we're branching out with you. And, and Doc has a little bit of a sore throat we were talking about because... You yeah, know, I screamed my brains out. You're screaming your brains out. It's the only reason I bring this up because I have two questions for you. One is ask the Doc about hernias, treatments, so you could, you could, you could take that one on or... Can you ask the doc best ways to treat the sore throat uh, from the game? Been yeah, hitting cough drops too. and have, have gargling salt water and it's, rest. Yeah, so hernias <laughs> is not my thing, um, but it's a general it's a general surgery thing. Yeah. The best way to treat a hernia is actually get it fixed, right? I mean, yeah. if it's popping out, then you have to you have to get it surgically repaired. Um, sore throat. I you know what I love is those chloroseptic sprays oh, yeah. or the lozenges that just numb your throat. Yeah, it just kind of numbs it. Just in put the back. The, it's like a huge bandaid on it. Yeah, I don't feel anything. You were screaming. I was screaming. And they had you on national TV, in fact. I, you know, we made, it, we made it, Joe. So, really, this week, this week, Dr. Gio 
has made it on Those national Browns TV. made it on national TV. And, and the quarterback. That's probably Chris how Keith. people notice. I got, yeah. I started, my phone started dinging. Like, yeah. you were on TV in a thousand screenshots. Yeah. So he was on TV, and the quarterback whisperer's name was mentioned on and, TV. Yeah, and, about that. And yeah. also, again, week for 10-10. this Sunday show is going to be recorded because Joe cannot get up. But you know what? I agree with you this time because I struggled Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I could I, not. I, I, I didn't get home till one a.m. Oh yeah, it yeah. was. I couldn't do it. But it was. Uh, it was a great, great scene. That's for sure. All right, Doc. We appreciate it. Where can they find you? Doctor. George Barry on Instagram. On Instagram and our uh, podcast. Apple, Google, Spotify, and on Ten Ten XL. Yeah, make sure you check it out. When we say G, you say Yo. Yeah, you <laughs> go. We We're gonna workshop it. it. We're gonna practice <laughs> it's it. It's working. It's working. It's all good. All right. We'll go into the two o'clock hour and into the locker room. We go an interview with Darius Williams, Jacksonville's own, now a part of your Jacksonville Jaguars. How he has felt since moving to outside corner, his natural position. You're not gonna want to miss it right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Two o'clock hours here, XL Primetime. I like that song, JJ. It's not exactly big hair, heavy metal, but it's kind of appropriate title-wise. Uh, so I like it. Uh, we are into the two o'clock hour. Uh, we take the long ride with a little three-hour jaunt today on XL Primetime. Josie, MLB, me, O'Brien. She'll be heading to the locker room in just a little bit. And Matty Hayes, all stuff you can find from him. Saturday Down South, Saturday Tradition. What is it? Saturday Out West yeah, and Saturday, Saturday Road. Road. I'm getting them all. I'm getting them all. Uh, thanks Remember the- Frankie, Frankie Muniz? Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce his name, the guy from Malcolm in the Middle? Yeah. He's racing Munoz. NASCAR now. Munoz? He's racing NASCAR now. I love that. He's in the Arca Series now. He's, He's an interesting celebrity. Like, he got paid as a kid for doing that show and then just took his money and disappeared. Yeah, he did. Uh, got out of the limelight, which is smart. He's back Most in it now. child stars are, like, become, you know. He did Big Fat Liar. Drug addicts. One of the great kid <laughs> movies of all time. I don't it, know if I've seen that. It's just one of the great kid movies of all time. And, and so uh, – we named our son Michael in the middle in honor oh, of Malcolm in the middle. Uh, but um, did you ever expect the dad to be Walter White? Oh my gosh, it's nuts! If you think about what uh, Brian Cranston has done, he was in- also the anti-dentine. Of course, yeah, right. exactly. All right. All right. And, and he was uh, Doug Heffern, his neighbor. Yes, too. Doug Heffern's yeah, I mean, neighbor. Right. He's, he's, he's done it all. But, Char- uh, true character actor. Yeah. Just, it's just Look, crazy. Mia is lost right now. She knows none of yeah. us. Oh, absolutely. So well, also, I'm, I'm also handling because Jerry, as much as I know, we're, we're locked in on the Jaguars. Uh, starting to look ahead to, if you can believe it, this Monday is going to be 50 days out from the Players' Championship. Wow. So also handling some official business on you, that. You front. know Walter White, though, right? Yeah, duh. Okay. Oh, yeah, right, that right, I do right. now. All right, now, we talked about the quarterbacks. We've got this interview with Darius Williams coming up here in just a second. But on the quarterback front, you know, we talked about the injuries and, and just how it could affect what, what now has been termed as uh, – Super wild card weekend. Is that right, JJ? Well, Super like wild card. Yeah, I don't know why this weekend is different than every other year. I guess because, because there's more games. So well, it's in. no longer wild card weekend, folks. It's super wild card. Because they added in the Monday night. And, okay. and, and that's yeah. what it's all about. Doing it on the but, holiday, too. Yeah. I give them a shout out. But the uh, you know the whole idea is that uh, you're going to see more football over that three-day period, which I love. Uh, let's do a little funky fact right now, just to kind of on, stay on that subject. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. 
the cooler section of your local grocer talking about a SoFlo, a South Florida brewery, and you can get the best in craft from them as you check it out. Look for them, Funky Buddha with the chant, the delicious Floridian, the hop gun, whatever you might be looking for. Right now, who is at the top of the charts when it comes to coughing up the football from the quarterback position? In other words, which quarterback leads the league in Trevor. fumbles lots and fumbles? Trevor. Yeah. And so when you think about wow. that, I mean, that yes, is it. Yes, sir, right away. Yeah, right there. Right there. Give me a yes, sir. I wasn't expecting that. A league-leading nine fumbles. So even though he cleaned up the area that most were concerned about, quit throwing all those interceptions, 17, when you think about uh, the fact that he's turned the ball over 17 times, only eight are interceptions. But it's that nine number that is a little Wait, that's troublesome. The, that's the question. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, yeah, Trevor's first, but who's second and no, third? No, 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 no. I and look, there's a lot of fans out there that don't know everything that you know. Okay, and so that's why it is a funky fact because someone's going to maybe go to- somebody knows what Doug Heffernan's neighbor, Tim. His last name was Tim. What was it? Well, he was Tim. No, it was Tim Watley. Tim, Watley. Tim Watley. What was the neighbor's name in in, in I think King of Queens? I got to think about it. I got to think. Oh, gonna was it, it was Tim. I think it was Tim again. It might have been Tim again. And, and look, those those two uh, sitcom geniuses. See, you know me. Now I'm going to like obsess on this together. Thing. All right. So anyway, that is a concern. Okay, because you're talking about him cleaning up the interceptions and not throwing the ball away. But even though you may not say this was all him, Jamal Agnew probably had a little something to do with this one as well. But you can't have that many fumbles. You've got to take care of the football, especially when you're that close to the end zone. Fumble and overthrow that could have led to a touchdown with Zach. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I got yeah. the sense from Trevor yesterday that uh, – and I got the sense immediately following the game as well. He mm-hmm. he was not too happy. And I know sounds of the game oh, last yeah. night, they, uh, they didn't show the part where he threw his helmet. Mm-hmm. So, personally speaking, I expect a bounce-back performance from 16. Yeah, yeah, I Saturday. think most do, but – you just don't like seeing troublesome signs when you think a team is clicking all of a sudden and hitting on all the cylinders. I, I don't like the fumble, but the thing is, though, is I think almost every time, actually, he's moving and he's looking downfield, which I love. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't like that. the guys that move and don't look downfield. His eyes are always downfield. Yeah. So it sucks, but it shows you he's doing what he's supposed to be and doing. By the way, he's just got to hold on the ball. That's and, and by the way, if you like a couple of them, they were knocked out or popped out or whatever. But there were also a couple of them, maybe more than a couple, that were trick, pre- trick play related. Right. right. And, and so the Philly special, statuesque, uh, worthy, but it also gives Doug the belief that he can keep calling. Philly I almost wish type that he, like, in his memory, he would just lose it and yeah. forget that he actually did that play. I think you're right. Because it's like once a game he does something like But that, that ball was going down the field and clicking at that point. So then, easy. Right, why mess with it? Yeah. And, and then, Same thing. All right. Uh, Tim, Tim, is it Tim Saxby? Saxby. Yeah. Saxby this yeah. So it is Tim. It, it is, is Tim, Tim. Yeah, uh, from our listeners on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. That was uh, Doug and Carrie's neighbor on King of Queens. We do really have the best listeners. We love our lazy TV watching listeners. And I'm pretty sure that Tim. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Tim was trying to sell water filters. Uh, he was. Yeah. It was yeah. a Ponzi he, scheme. He, right. he snaked him. He snaked him. That's by the way, second time a Ponzi scheme has come up on today's yeah. program. By the way, JoJo, yeah. um, Your Honor on Showtime. Yeah. He's the lead character in that. Oh, really good. So that's a really good one. Oh my! I, God. I, I love him. He's such a good actor. He, he really is. And and all, all I can think of is you know Heisenberg. He was that's in just, Godzilla, actually. Yeah, the newer one. Yeah, he's he, recent. 
watch watch it, Your Honor, on Showtime. Okay. So, Next of level. the hotter of the hotter quarterbacks that are going in, Trevor, if you can clean that up, he still will be considered as one of the hotter quarterbacks because of how he has taken care of the football beyond what we're talking about with these fumbles. He's not thrown it away, but we hope that he can do a little bit more scoring because this is going to be considered a high-scoring game, you would think, against the L.A. Chargers. All right, so let's get in the locker room. Set up, uh, Darius, the conversation. Yep, uh, so Darius Williams, I want to read the stat to you guys before we go any further. As you guys know, with the um, – I don't even know what to call it anymore, but Shaq Griffin going on IR Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. The back is what we're told, even though there was no official reason when it actually occurred a few weeks ago now, Mm -hmm. a little more like a few months ago. Um, Darius Williams, they continued to try to play him at that nickel position. And then about week 14, week 13-ish, it was as if the light went off and they said, oh, let's move him back to the outside, which was the reason we signed him because we thought he was he Yahtzee. merited this contract because Yahtzee. of this play opposite Jalen Ramsey. Which is what all us four idiots were saying for the two months yeah. prior. But correct, yeah. correct. Um, and so uh, he has, since week 14, the best in the National Football League, allowing four catches on 14 targets for 24 yards yeah. at the outside corner I mean, of position. Of course he has. Of yeah. course. So here is Darius Williams from yesterday on both his play, the Jaguars play, and he also had some nice words for his fellow corner, Trey Herndon. Their family there. Um, that's gonna be an exciting time. Did you watch like the seventeen playoff game? Do you remember like that run at all? Oh no, I wasn't even here for that. I was back in college. So, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we got something now. That's all that matters. You were on the run last year with the Rams. How much of that experience can you kind of relay to the guys in the locker room since a lot of them haven't played in playoff games? Right. I mean, that's that's all I can try to do. Um, just show them basically how the playoffs are. You know, it's it's a whole different season. So. Right now, we just going to focus. I mean, that's the biggest thing is we know when we come to the playoffs, it's a lot of focus. Um, and then Doug already preached the physical part of it. So, I mean, as just the young guys, I tell them all the time, like, like we had the regular season, but now it's the postseason. And it's postseason, is winter go home. So as much as we love to talk about, you know, think of it as, as one game, we really need to think of that next game because that's going to motivate us to beat this team. So, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's do or die. So when I go home, do you bring the ring in this week and be like, y'all go get one of these? I mean, nah, I ain't. I wouldn't do that. I mean, we got it. We got coaches that got Super Bowl rings too. But uh, I mean, nah, I think the motivation is just, you know, we want to win here. You know, they don't want to see an LA ring. I want to see a Jags ring, and they want to see a Jags ring, and I want to see it for the first time. So uh, I mean, that's all, sorry about that. That's the only uh, motivation really. Curious uh, for you, has it set in that you guys have won the division crown this year? Or are you just so tunnel vision onto the next? I mean, that's what's so crazy is like. It's so like first year, you know, we just all came together. We had that little stretch where, you know, it was kind of up and down, but man, we just gelled together. We matured as a team. Um, AFC South champs. It's crazy. How comfortable do you feel now on the outside? I know it's been a couple of games now. For you, I see the smile. How has it been for you? I mean, that's, that's my position. So, I mean, obviously, um, that's where I make my plays at. Um, I just love just just the feeling of being out on the island, uh, just the feeling of competing. I know nickel is a little different, you know, in the box tackling and stuff like that, but uh, I'm in my position now. You know, on the outside, how have you seen Trey seize that opportunity at nickel, but also how have you seen Tyson grow over the last few weeks? Right. I mean, that's what I was, you know, Trey is a hell of a nickel. I mean, he's a dual, a dual corner at the same time, but um, I mean, just the way he moves, he's a physical dude. Um, I mean, he's, he's a really good nickel. And then Tyson, just to see him grow, um, I mean, he's a student in the game. He just wants to continue to be a student in the game, too. So that's really cool to see. It's just really fun. Anything I can do to help them and the secondary guys, I'll do. You're watching the Chargers game on Sunday. I know there were plenty of people watching 
who played, who didn't play, perhaps. Uh, are you eyeing up, you know, the fact that Mike Williams might be a little nicked up in this game? Are you watching Keenan Allen? Who are you watching specifically? Right, so uh, I, I didn't really pay attention uh, to be – I mean, I was just watching the game, but not necessarily who was playing and who wasn't. But, um, I mean, I'm sure them guys are going to get healthy as, as healthy as they can and, and be ready to go because – I mean, it's the playoffs. We're all, we're all, all 14 teams are chasing one thing. So, I mean, I'd, I'd assume that those guys are going to get healthy and, and try to make a run. Now you were in the nickel at week three when you guys played the last time. So, obviously, a bit of a different assignment this week. What are you most excited for? I mean, I'm just ready to cover, cover them guys on the outside, man. It's, they got a really good receiver core. Uh, I mean, obviously, Keenan Allen's been doing his thing for since he's been in the league. Uh, Mike Williams balling. I mean, all those guys are just real good guys. They got a real good quarterback, so I'm just excited to match up with them. Hey, you, guys, uh, you guys have been in a must-win scenario for about a month and a half now. But how different is the focus needed when it's actually playoff time? Right. I mean, I mean, everybody knows it's playoff time. So for the, for the teams who've been in the playoffs before and for the young guys now, like I just try to tell them, like, it's a different ball game. So, I mean, nobody's out there playing, you know, Messing around, it might be regular season. You might be having fun with some of the guys on other teams, but nah, it's playoff team. Nah, it's, 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 we got three games to go to get to the chip, and then we got that next one to win. So, I mean, focus is at extremely high. So that's all we're worried about. I know Jamal kind of asked you this already, but for you, of, of any guy in this locker room, I guess Shaq as well, for you guys to walk out and see seventy thousand in that stadium, what did that mean as a kid from Jackson? I mean, that was cool, man. I mean, that's the first time I didn't seen it since I've been here. So. Out of all the games that I went to, uh, just to see all them players, I mean, all them fans out there. And then just you could just feel the just the environment, the intensity. I mean, when we were up, it was rocking. When they made a play, a splash every now and again, you can, it was quiet. So, I mean, we need that energy. That's, that's real good energy. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Darius Williams in the locker room uh, with me and company. And you're heading to the, to the locker room again. But, you know, the, the energy he's talking about, uh, th- th- those were massive stops. And to be able to constantly be able to get to Derrick Henry quickly and harass Dobbs to where he would either make a poor throw or poor decision and then the scoop and score, that that section of the ball game, memorable. Yes. And those fans stood up and were loud. Yes. And, of course, we can't, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Darius Williams, of course, a product of Creek, Creekside oh, yeah. High School here locally, and he took a pay cut went from compared to some of the other offers he had yeah. to come home to Duval County. Yeah, the other part of that is that you always take a pay cut when you're in California. So coming here was definitely a smart a thing Giant to do. raise coming yeah. here. <laughs> it, probably, it probably was a raise. All right, so you're heading to the locker room. Yes, sir. All right, you are uh, down there. We'll have more on the 1010XL social channel. Which, by channels, the way, some YouTube in, page inside in baseball, I have been alerted. Uh, part of why I'm headed down there is to get all of the various paperwork and other mm-hmm. things set up for everybody at 1010. Uh, apparently, NBC's crew they're bringing for Saturday night, as much as I know it's not Tariko and Colin. Collinsworth, it's going to be Al Michaels and Tony Dungy, and they're bringing everybody else. Yeah, Al Michaels. Al Michaels will be on the call with Tony yeah, Dungy. You're going to have Kaylee uh, Hartung. Yeah, the the he's Amazon. number one as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's the, he's the, the the vintage one. But Amazon, you figure what are they one, paying for that one shot? Their, right? their season's over. He's probably making as much for this. You game. had to guess right yeah. now. What do you think they're paying for that one shot? Uh, I, I'm going to put him in at 100k. Oh, more than that. Uh, I was going to put him in at, at a oh, quarter. Yeah. I was going to put him in at a quarter, and uh, what's you know, he any, making for the Amazon? Anything he wants from the food bar. Didn't we figure <laughs> out know. Amazon? He, yeah. Didn't we figure out Amazon? He was making like five hundred a game. Yeah, but that's not doesn't mean he's making. I would just think like, like anything Herbie? over a hundred grand to call one game. Yeah, Herbie was making nearly a mil. So I'm, I'm, I'm a game. 
Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then I'm dead wrong. Yeah. But no, no, no. I don't think you're wrong, JJ, because what happens is the analyst gets the cake. The the which is a disgrace. Yeah, the the play by play guy does not make nearly as really? much as. Oh no! They Take a look at about Romo. Take a look at what Nance and Romo are making. We'll we'll, we'll tell you that in just a second. It's XL Prime Time. <laughs> XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Yeah, you might have to get this one up in volume right here because this is what we are talking about. Money talks. Oh, my gosh. And, and so you start looking at the money, and we were just sitting here throughout the entire break talking about money. De Niro, De Niro, De Niro. Uh, and Not that we're obsessed or anything. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm running down the hall chasing dark. Our general manager, Steve, down yeah. the hall, asked him what he, what he thinks Paul Giamatti makes for the Verizon commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's an Oscar-winning actor. Okay, but the number you said is so not. It can't be. And he's, you know, in billions, You think too. Paul Giamatti gets a million dollars for a commercial? Like, Matt will get definitely just, in the I, rabbit hole. Yeah, just, I can't see that. Bro, he's like, I mean, you're talking about a major actor of our time. I get it. I like Paul Giamatti, too. I've seen Sideways. By the way. Bobby rules sideways. Billions. He said, okay. <laughs> "Bobby rules billions." All right, it was a great movie, by the way, JJ. You hear me? Yeah. Bobby rules billions. I, I, yeah, I know. I mean, he's just the best. But we're talking about we went with Romo and what Nance was making, and Nance, who does CBS Golf, right, March Madness, right, and all of the NFL. Well, that's all part of his contract. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His his the report from last year. Was that he was in the six and a half million dollar range a year, a which year. to me is underpaid. I, I do. I agree. Actually, I mean, the the guy is as if we're including you know Masters and college all basketball that stuff. and everything. All yeah. he does, all that PGA Tour golf, and and it's not just the Masters. He does the season. Yeah, he takes very few weekends off. It will crank up in February for him, and it won't end until August. He also does a lot of, of NCAA basketball, too. And then, yeah, and he does hoops, March Madness. Like reg, I don't know how much regular season he does, but he does. He does do some regular season. And then, and then he'll go right into football. So, anyway, he was making six and a half, and Romo rolls up and, and just sets this new bar for analysts, and, and Romo's getting $18 million. And Nance is like, I'm not going to be able to pay for two of my houses with this small salary. And so the report was an undisclosed hefty raise so then we, looked at, then we looked at al michaels okay and al michaels the original report was that amazon was going to pay him 11 million to do 11 games right and then he came back where they came back and said hey what's what's it going to take for you to do all of them and so they don't do one on the final week of the regular season so he's there for i guess 17 uh, of the weeks he didn't come back and say 17 million for 17 i can tell you that if they, if they said 20 what's take yeah. yeah he probably said 20 25 well which is my point with you guys when NBC comes and says, hey, we want you to do a game. I mean, don't you got him over a barrel at that point? No. He has them over Yeah, he, he probably – No, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he probably does. But, yeah. I, and, and so your, your million, Mark – I love capitalism. It's, it's so like, awesome. yeah, if you just go, I'll just take the standard rate – uh, then, then that's probably pretty good. I don't know that he needs time and a half or anything like that. It is. I a thought standard rate. Does he get the ca- he gets the the standard standard rate? I think so. I don't know. 
I don't know. We're just guessing. We're I thought other after like the Romo big contract that we would come back down to earth with some of these like former quarterback hirings, yeah. and then they hire Brady for like a billion dollars. Yeah, and I'm and like so, uh, these TV executives love just throwing money away. And so no Herbie, one's watching a game because of who's calling it. I'm sorry. I never will. I never, never. ever and, will. And, and, hey, oh by and, the way, the the ten year three hundred fifty mil guaranteed for Brady mm-hmm. when he wants to come. That's not he's. They're gonna have to jack that up now. That was three years ago. Well, right. They said Sean McVay's money actually probably shrunk a little bit because of all the other money that's been passed out to the other well, guys. Will not if, if he comes out, Brady, you're you're right. But Herbie was getting somewhere around Kirk Herbstreit around ten for college game day and in the college night game, and they said that the whole thing together, including Amazon, and for them to get him to come into the NFL world, was going to total about twenty five million. So he made almost a million a game, or maybe did make a million. A game, oh, so his like total that. comp was twenty five with both the NFL and yeah, and yeah, college. NFL and college, yeah. Wow. So the uh, the other thing is I mean, like they Herbie, man. these television contracts that have been negotiated add up over a billion dollars. Yes, it's just for for just the analysts, just the booths. If I find out Frank's making less Think than a million that. a game, I'll riot. <laughs> I keep listen. I keep Think telling about you, that. I, I keep. Brandon needs to just storm in there right now after that last call. I, I keep telling you guys this, and I don't. It's like people aren't listening. Like so, the playoff, the twelfth team playoff is going to be at least one point six billion a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you take that playoff and the Power Five conferences, they annually, annually, media rights revenue is five billion. Players are going to get oh, paid, that, and it's that, going that to happen soon, too. First thing I was going to say to you is that that will yes, be so first This whole NIL is a drop in the bucket right now, believe me. Mm-hmm. $5 billion annually, and you're not going to pay the people that are actually playing your sport? Yeah. Come on. All right, so off the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures, uh, we were talking about Paul Giamatti. Uh, he reportedly, this is, again, this is, we love uh, our nooners. And, and again, the before we go any further, the text line is Twitter. Yeah, no different. The information highway that is our text line. Designed by Lifetime Enclosures, Giamatti reportedly signing a deal with Verizon to play Scrooge and Einstein over six commercial variations, eight mil. Eight million dollars. That is America in a nutshell, people. The High School Half Hour, brought to you by I-9 Sports. The way youth sports should be. Log on i9sports.com. You got January through December covered with I-9 Sports because they've got leagues throughout all of your different seasons, fall, spring, winter. You can count on it all, flag football, soccer, t-ball. You can enjoy them all, i9sports.com. Make sure you log on and check out Dougie and the Bunch. They cover the entire first coast. That's St. John's, Duval, and Clay. And this guy covers all the first Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Our man Justin Barney from Channel 4 joins us now. Uh, Jay Barn, uh, we are in need. I mean, this is all a Duval. Are you teeled up right now, my friend, before we talk high school football? Not not teeled up uh, as of right now, but it's been uh, it's been a busy week. Nothing like a good, successful NFL team. I've been around for them all, and it is uh, it's been a great time to be a Jacksonville resident and just excitement in town, Josie. It's it's ninety six was amazing, ninety nine was amazing, twenty seventeen the great feel there, and bottling a little bit of that up now feels uh, exciting. 
in, in the it, 904. It really does. It feels like it's it's certainly nothing's permanent in the National Football League. It means not for long, but it does feel like this might be able to stick around for a little while. So uh, you'll be able to tell us what you got cooking over there at Channel 4, but you know, you're, you're – you're, you're a resource for all of Duval when it comes to high school sports. You've been covering it for so long. And we now have a handful of high school football coaches' spots that have been accounted for, meaning they've hired coaches. There still are a few open, but let's at least take a couple of these guys, beginning with Ben White down at Menendez and the Falcons. Uh, how would you describe their season? It was just a, a little odd with controversy and all that kind of stuff, but now they've settled in on their coach and they've hired him. Yeah, not you know, not a not an out of touch hire. I think um, you know Ben has worked at Menendez previously. He comes to Menendez from uh, from Oakleaf. He's a defensive coordinator there, so he is a guy that the Menendez Falcons uh, know well. And you know, not a bad two year tenure for Matt Potak. He left uh, with a ten and ten record, and um, you know, just a, a kind of a solid program in that time. Not too good, not too bad. And I, Ben is is going to try and I, ideally help Menendez take that next step and uh, kind of get them back on par. You know, they beat St. Augustine one time uh, in their history. That was a few years ago when Kenny Logan and, uh, and Ty Edwards were running the ball and playing on defense and a little bit of slippage since then. But Menendez is, uh, you know, St. John's County fertile football ground, and um, Ben is going to look to try and turn that program, keep that arrow pointing up down there. So I think a good hire with Ben White going back to Menendez. We're talking with Justin Barney at Justin Barney TV on Twitter and at Channel 4. And the thing is, is that they were just getting to a point where they were building things up. They had some consistency in the program. But, you know, as we in high school uh, communities, you know, you go back and you look at the roster, you know, coaches just probably came and went far too fast. All right, so let's go to Atlantic Coast. Uh, and you got a guy I heard from Step Durham earlier, and he's pretty, you know, jacked up about being the new head coach at Atlantic Coast. For the Stingrays, what do you think about that hire? Yeah, natural fit, and he's been he's been after that job for quite some time. Of course, Mike Monet Mayor uh, resigned after the season zero and ten for the Stingrays, and you know, Atlantic Coast enjoyed the best best stretch in, in program history under Mike. So he did a good job there. Things just did not uh, did not work out this year, and Step goes back to a program that he helped put on the map. It was a young program when Step Durham was there, and uh, he did good good things in his first and only season. At Wolfson, the Wolfpack finished five and five. Huge win over Inglewood in the regular season finale. They lost that game 46-0 a year earlier. So to beat that huge rival in Week 11, great turnaround for Wolfson. And Step gets his uh, really his dream position at his alma mater. So good things for the Stingrays. Happy for Step and uh, that Atlantic Coast program. Hey Justin, we're uh, a few weeks removed from it now. Give us your 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 number one overachiever and number one underachiever this season. Teams. Yeah, as as far as teams, man, it, that's that's tough to say. I hate to say University Christian was an overachiever, an underachiever, uh, or an overachiever. But you know, you you get there and you have Trinity Christian standing in the way, a team you haven't beaten in uh, nearly thirty years. So I thought I thought University Christian, in in a sense, overachieved, but really more so for for overachieved, just got past a, a hurdle that had existed in front of them for so many years. So I want to I want to say they. They uh, they overachieved in one sense, and I know they wanted a state championship shot, so uh, they underachieved in, in their sense of mind. But I like University Christian as a team that uh, that finally got past that hurdle and uh, and and overachieved and underachieved. I hate to say that they underachieved, but Andrew Jackson, you had really a tale of two seasons for them. You you had the hot start. You're eight and two in the in the regular season, eight and one going into that final game, 
and then you lose the first coast in the finale, and then you lose your first playoff game too. So a little bit of a disappointing finish. Wouldn't say that it was a, an underachieving entire season, but certainly the finish uh, left a little bit to be desired at Jackson. But overall, great season for them. Huge turnaround for Christopher Foy and, uh, and company. He's now at Oakleaf, of course, to try and rebuild that Oakleaf Knights program. All right, so Chris Foy, who I, you, you, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for him, and he does a great job, and then he moves. I'm sure the potential is very good at Oakleaf. What can you tell us about Jackson, at least how things sit right now? Yeah, and, and for Jackson, I think that you know the biggest thing for that's a magnet school. It's not it's not a traditional school like a, a you know a Fletcher or Sandalwood or something like that. So it's it's more aligned with the Wolfsons and uh, the Paxons and the Stantons in terms of Duval County and that magnet program. So you're not drawing from the same type of student body as you would at a at a traditional you know normal public school. So um, I think that was a, a you know a kind of a down point in a sense for. For Coach Fourier, really anybody there, your your body, your student body is going to be limited on from which to draw those players. So I think they are in far, far better shape than they were before he came there. I think it will always be a difficult transition just for them being, uh, for, for in a sense, being that magnet school. You, again, you're, you're not drawing from the same uh, pool of talent as some of those other schools. But, man, if you told me before Christopher Foy got there, this is where they would be when he left, I think you talk – to any Jackson alumni and uh, anybody around who knows the game, they would take that 10 out of 10 times. Hey, Justin, uh, rank for us the coaching hires, including uh, Barshman and Fleming as well. Just just rank them in, in order. So give us like a top five. Hey, you know, I like the Atlantic Coast hires, Steph Durham. You know, Corey Johns at Bartram Trail is a is an interesting hire. He's young enough. He knows the area. Um, he played at Interlochen in high school, played a year at Jacksonville University as quarterback. So I like the hire, a little bit of an unknown there, but he comes from a Nature Coast program. Uh, that was uh, that was six for six in terms of the playoffs when he was there. I like the Fleming Island hire with Chad Parker. He's getting his first big shot, his first actual shot. He was hired at Wolfson, uh, but that coach that that never came to fruition. So this is his first uh, full time coaching head coaching position. He's also a wrestling coach. He's a guy that people know well. I think he has been groomed by Daryl Sutherland and that Bartram staff uh, to do big things over there. Love to hire Christopher Foy at Oakleaf. I'd rank that one in there in that top five as well. You're getting a guy who lives in that Oakleaf community. Uh, he's going to be able to commute 10 minutes to school and work every day. So that's going to feel like a pay raise all in itself in terms of uh, sailing the mileage uh, that you would be traveling to Jackson. And I think he is an energetic guy. And, and uh, you know, I talked to, to Josh Corey, former Fletcher coach, now works for the Tennessee Titans the other night at the game. And he said he was just so happy for what Christopher Foy did at Jackson and he was on coach Corey staff at Fletcher for so many years and he said the thing about Christopher Foy is guys will run through a brick wall for Christopher Foy at any program he is that kind of coach so I think that coaching hire right there again one of the top four or five best in the area this year yeah awesome stuff man uh, we will keep an eye on that I think maybe you know, we'll try and get these coaches on, but then also look at a little recruiting, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, depending on where the Jaguars go after Saturday night. And they can easily go to newsforjacks.com slash sports and see all your coverage, right? That's right. It's a lot. We had a, a Jaguar special airing from 5 to 6 p.m. on Saturday before the game, kind of focusing on the fans and, and telling the Duval story of those tailgate lots and the, the people, the fans who make Duval so great. So we'll be out there from 5 to 6 at the slab on Saturday evening. All right, Jay Barn. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, the whole idea uh, of all these hires, we'll take a look at them later. We'll see what they uh, can do product-wise, kicking out uh, good talent. But the uh, first ghost sounding like 
They've uh, been able to turn over quickly with some other good ones. Thanks to I-9 Sports. They bring you the high school half hour. Don't forget, I-9sports.com. Moms and dads, you can make sure you get your kid out there enjoying sports, being active, interacting with all the others, and having a good time. All the details for the entire First Coast, I-9sports.com. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. So we found out that Kirk Herbstreit is making a million dollars of broadcast. So we're going to go straight to Frank Franzi right now and tell him as he sits at Island Wing right there on Southside that we are holding out for you. Yeah. Saturday's game is on the line. We're, we're holding out. Will you let us represent you? Well, A, yes. <laughs> and B, if Kirk's only making if Kirk's only making a million of broadcast, yeah. like I'd take a pay cut yeah, to go to Amazon. True. That's true. That's, doing a good, that. that's a good point. That is an excellent point. We might have you sit out with a bad back, so <laughs> get ready. <laughs> I'll take a bad back when I sit out. Uh, how are we doing, boys? Good to talk to you. How's everybody? What a gorgeous day this is, isn't it? Yeah, been you, out? you cannot go wrong. You walk out, you're like, ooh, this is cold, and then the sun comes up, and then yep. this is beautiful Florida in January, and uh, you guys are over at Island Wing on Southside with that uh, patio slash uh, deck area, which is an awesome atmosphere. Yeah, one of the things that makes this place so great is there's two patios. There's one on either side of the restaurant, and they're both just absolutely gorgeous. But I'm telling you, do you guys feel like this a little bit? It's almost like we're in this, I don't know, this this surreal state. You know, I mean, think I mean, if it's you called think the playoffs, about it, Frank. Yeah, well, and, and we don't know them very well. <laughs> no, we don't. But I mean, th- I mean, I mean, first of all, in the playoffs, on the heels of a of a terrible season. Uh, for the, with the, the third head coach in five years or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right, or third head coach in three years, uh, fourth in five years or six years. Uh, I mean, it, the weather's perfect out here. We're confident. We're a home game. I mean, I mean, I mean you got to pinch yourself a little bit. I was just thinking about that. Have you, have you guys gone through any of that at all or no? Well, I just think it's it, – I, yes, I have pinched myself because December has not been this type of December in forever. I mean, this included Santa and Christmas and toys and wins, and, and they went on a win streak. Uh, and they're they're now in the playoffs, and so yeah, this is this is rare air for for it's yeah. been a half a decade, and then that last one was just so far removed from the one before that. So I mean, it's a special time, and everybody needs to to, to soak it up. Right. Uh, and let me we're gonna talk a lot about this on the program today. So let me ask you guys, where are you guys on the Doug Peterson's candidacy for NFL Coach of the Year? Where do you stand on it? XL Prime Time, we. Stood up for Doug. I said it earlier in the As week. As a program, yeah. Yeah, I said it earlier in the week that, uh, you know, this whole nonsense about Brian Dable being coach of the year is just, it's hogwash. This, it should be Doug Peterson and think of what he's been able to do. And so, absolutely, we have nominated him and, and, and put the stamp on it. Tony Dungy put the stamp on it saying that he voted yeah. for Doug as coach that's, of the year. And that's what got me thinking about it. And look, Brian Dable deserves a lot of votes. Nick Sirianni deserves a lot of votes. There's some good. There's some. Kyle Shanahan deserves yeah. votes. There's some Pete good. Carroll. There's some good. Yeah, Pete, Pete, I mean Pete Carroll. A lot of guys have done a great job, and I'm, I'm trying so hard not to be a homer, which is hard for me because I'm an inherent homer. But I just, gosh, I don't know that. Given what he inherited, mm-hmm. I don't know that anyone's done a better job. And I'm going to make that point today. So we'll talk about that today. We'll talk about a lot of Jaguars today. We'll talk a little basketball. Florida basketball won a big game last night. We'll certainly get to that. A little bit more about the recruiting stuff. Uh, but but look, it's all Jags and Chargers and. And, and we're a huge weekend coming up, and uh, we can't wait to dig in. All right, sounds good, Frank. We'll be listening. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Frank Frangie, Hayes, Carline, Lauren Brooks, they will all be over there at the Island Wing on Southside. Gibby holding it down here. Uh, we did have one of the text lines saying, hey, Jack Junies are going to be teal and white. Let's get the fans to all wear white tops for whiteout. That would look pretty good uh, inside the stadium uh, Saturday night. So we'll find out whether or not 
this fan base is ready to three colors is always win. good. Mm-hmm. Three colors is always good in a uniform combination. Oh, yeah. yeah, black, teal, white. Yeah, it's just always it's good. Awesome, and just the teal is real. So make sure you represent with as much teal as you can, uh, for sure. We are out. Thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Don't forget any day. We just mentioned how beautiful the day is. You can call two eight seven play. Get on the tee sheet. Take a, a, a group out there. I got buddies out there tomorrow. They're looking forward to it. So make sure you check out the Golf Club of Southampton. Joe C. Maddie Hayes. Mia at the locker in the locker room right now. Big Sirs. We'll talk to you manana.